Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Oh, fa-la-la-la-la, kill the trees and murder all the people. Welcome <laughs> to Sirens of Horror, as always. I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Ivella, along with... Ashy Slashy, her sister of sin. And we're really excited. I've been, like, wanting to do this for, like, months. We have an amazing guest on here. Introduce yourself, honey. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Allie. I'm good friends with Ella and Ashy, and we are very excited to be talking about one of my favorite holiday murder situations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was interesting because, like, I, I've seen the original Black Christmas, and I love it. It's a classic. We did the remake a few years ago, which was a terrible piece of garbage. Oh, don't talk watch about it. That. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't watch it. So I was kind of expecting this one to maybe be in line, maybe have a little bit to do, and nope. Nope. <laughs> no. If you were going into this film thinking it has anything to do with Black Christmas, you're wrong. <laughs> so I, I did notice when we were leaving, there was a couple that looked like they were on a date, and I was like, oh, you picked the wrong fucking film. No. Oh, and by the way, this we did literally just watch this film in theater, so when you do listen to this episode, <laughs> there is a spoiler warning. Yes, we, we normally don't put spoiler warnings because most of the films we do are old and obscure. But lately we have been doing a few movies that have been in theaters. Like yeah. we did Doctor Sleep, we've done It. It Chapter 2? I think it's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone likes my jokes. Allie can be on I all love the a episodes. Good <laughs> Allie is now a permanent fixture just because she laughs at my stupid jokes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Um, so we did Black Christmas, obviously, 2019, just came out, um, for those that don't want spoilers, uh, we'll do a little roundtable opinion of it, no spoilers, and then you can always stop it and then come back. Yeah. So, Ashy, what was your non-spoiling, uh, opinion? I actually kind of really enjoyed it, um, with the... The trailer's making it kind of seem like it was sorority versus frat house, and it kind of had this weird, cool thing of, like, women versus men in, like, a college setting, but it was Christmas and murder. (laughs) It's a very good way to describe the film. (laughs) But it wasn't exactly that, and I liked the twist that they had on it. Yeah. What about you, Yeah, I agree. I think it was super unexpected where it ended up going. Um But I really enjoyed kind of, I mean, I think it was very topical of the day, which I don't know if I, you know, you kind of knew it's going to be about a sorority and a fraternity, yeah. but it, got it wasn't real. quite as, yeah, it's not what it seemed, which yeah. I agree. So I think it was super entertaining. I, I think like not the most incredible movie I've ever seen in my life, but <laughs> it was a fun ride. <laughs> it's not winning any uh, awards. <laughs> no, but it was fun. Uh, I fucking loved it. Uh, as everyone <laughs> knows, I am Little Miss Feminist. And I was making the joke, I want to, like, go and, like, charge into my CEO's office and, like, yell at him, which would definitely not work, because, like, the owner of my company is an absolute sweetheart. would be like, 
Ella, are you all right? Do, are you going through something? Do you need a day off? What's happening? Like, I just so, saw a movie. I just had to vent. <laughs> I just had to pretend that I was going down with the patriarchy, and now I'm good. Okay, just like, just give me this minute, Pete. Just give me this minute to yell at you and act like I'm you in charge. You can yell cut in like 10 seconds. Just let me get through my monologue. <laughs> it's in my head. Uh, so I loved it. I loved uh, how it showed men. I loved how it showed women. I loved how it showed sisterhood. Um, overall, like, I like this film a whole lot more than I was expecting to. Mm-hmm. I definitely went into it like, okay, it's a good film. Allie was in a sorority, so it's a good film for her to come on, since I have no clue. I mean, when we were doing Once Upon a University, I was like, uh, what are words for this? <laughs> I got taught snaps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I snaps, yeah. Yeah, she taught me, she's who taught me snaps. No I was clapping, like, only snapping. <laughs> what, what is, what is some weird sorority thing <laughs> that it. I have no clue about? That's it. Uh, so, I, I went into this as, oh, it's sorority and frat, uh, this kind of style of film, and then it just, uh, I, I was expecting, like, a little kitty ride, and I ended up on, like, Goliath. Yeah, at Six big. Flags, and it it went big, and it took us all the way home, and uh, I couldn't be more <laughs> happy about it. Yeah, it was fun. So that's it for non-spoilering. <laughs> so if you want to watch this film, that's our little bit of a review. Uh, from here on out, we in spoiler territory. Yep. <laughs> no turning back now. Although, no, I do have to say when, one thing before we get into spoiler territory. Which it was. My first freaky fact. Oh, we have a non-spoilering freaky fact. I love the alliteration. We have a non-spoilering freaky fact. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys remember the rating of this film? Was it, it not? Do you know what do you what do you think it was rated? PG-13. I think PG thirteen. Yeah. So, the film received massive backlash due to the PG thirteen rating. Conditionally, the first remake of Black Christmas that was in two thousand six was at the point where it were rumored to be PG thirteen. Oh, so. Like, they wanted, they thought that this film should have been rated R, and the other one should have been PG-13. I I don't agree, because I, yeah. I feel like rated R films, while are good, and I, I can see why they wanted it to be rated R for subject material. Mm-hmm. I see that, yeah. For just, like, above the age of 13, people, like... Can be triggered by that. Can this be triggered or, by this yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I also feel like giving stuff like this an R rating for subject material uh, can do more harm than good sometimes, because mm-hmm. I feel like R rating has its place. Yeah. Sex, like, gratuitous violence, like, Gangs of New York, uh, Departed, yes, give those R ratings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like for sometimes they do it for subject material for R rating. It, it closes off that kind of gap way mm-hmm. from people ac- accessing it, accessing know? it, yeah. and maybe being like accessing oh. it. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Accessing. It was such an accessible film. It was a successful, <laughs> accessible film. <laughs> uh, but I feel like it would have closed off some people that I think, uh, like for me, being like a fifteen or sixteen year old going to see this film would have been, I think, hugely profound mm-hmm. for me in ideas of and empowering and very yeah. empowering. So I feel like giving it an R rating might have closed those doors down to little, and little boys. I think mm-hmm. little, like, teenage boys should watch this film and realize that this character and this style of man ideals mm-hmm. is villainous. Yeah. 
And, you know. I mean, isn't that interesting, though, that a movie, like, because this movie wasn't terribly gory at all. No. It was really, really, really mild, I would mm-hmm. Which More I mild like. than I anticipated, yeah. but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Because I'm not a big gratuitous gore person, so I kind of was like, oh, this is easier to get through in stomach. Mm-hmm. But isn't that interesting that they're, that they're quicker to rate a movie R based on subject matter versus, versus the level of violence. Yeah. Because, I, because the, correct me if I'm wrong, the 2006 version is bloody. quite bloody. Yeah. It's bloody. Yeah. It, so. It's gratuitous. There's a thing where she's on the tree, like she's impaled on the tree. There are things in eye no, sockets. Head like it's on the oh, tree. her head's the tree yeah. topper. Yeah, it's. Did we actually get any blood in this film? We got it from uh, Marty. Like we got a little, from, but it was just her leg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got it from Marty. We got it from. Oh, we are now in spoiler territory. Yes. Yes, we are now entering spoiler town. Really? Spoiler Town? I'm calling it Spoiler Town. Right. We live in Spoiler Town now. This is accepted. We spoiler Town. Set up camp. That can either be like movie spoilers or just like everybody like wears like car spoilers. And for some reason, I just imagine a fashion trend where like instead of like the flipped up collars, people are wearing like spoilers across their shoulders. It's very, I don't know why my brain went there, but I. I and all the food goes bad. Oh, I like it. (laughs) Fuck off! I hate Spoiler Town. All movies are ruined. The food is bad, and I wear spoilers on my shoulders. This is not a good town. Not a town of the year. It's a rough town. (laughs) Um. So yes, spoiler warnings now. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, shut us off Mm -hmm. and then come back. Please come come back. back. We'll miss you. Come back to us. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there's really not. There's a lot of blood at the end. Is there? But also, it's interesting because you don't think there's a lot of blood because the 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 uh, pledges bleed black. That's what's confusing me. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not. But also, even then, there wasn't any like stab and yank the night out up and like blood spurred. No, they would cut away a lot. It was it was also very realistic in the way they did like the cuts and like I really like. Um, so in my book, I'm writing. Uh, I had to tell like a fight scene in it. And a girl who is the main character who hasn't really actually ever been in, like, a, a fight fight. She's mm-hmm. trained. Mm-hmm. But she stabs somebody and she can't pull her sword out. Mm. And ends up getting cut. Uh, because that's something that people don't realize. Like, when you put a knife or something into somebody, the blood coagulates, the muscles tense. It's not just... Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's yeah. not easy. So I like that, that there was that scene where she's trying to pull the keys out of its neck. And it's it's hard mm-hmm. and it's stuck mm-hmm. and it's like rippy yeah. and I was like I appreciate how realistic a lot of the gore was mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah, and like even the like the scene where one of the frat guys is slashing Riley's cheeks. Oh, and then he makes it the little like yeah. cherub cheeks. Like, so oh, I like that. Like though. it doesn't like you know it doesn't bleed right away. Like it, it, it cuts spurts. and then it, you can just see it kind of coming down ever so. Ever so slightly. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, with really sharp knives, which uh, you're guessing all their knives are very sharp. Yeah. He, no, he was using the, the bows. Yeah. The so, tip of yeah, the bow. Yeah, the tip of a bow or an arrowhead mm-hmm. would be very, very, very sharp. <laughs> so, like, when you cut yourself with something that's really sharp, and this is a big problem that happens in kitchens a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that you cut yourself. you don't yourself. realize you've cut yourself because you'll look at it, and the cut's so fine, actually, it takes a second for your body for the blood start coming out, so you'll keep going, and then you'll, like, look down two seconds later, and you're like, uh-oh! Mm-hmm. That's a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's 
jarred off back at the first now that we've had our, our blood and gore and ratings. It's really crazy they want to rate this film R. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah, because I kept noting, I was like, I'm really enjoying this, but this is very tame as far yeah. as like the, the murder level, mm-hmm. I guess, you know. It's, it's interesting because I have a coworker who has a daughter who's, I think, about 13. And he was like, oh, she wants to go see Black Christmas. Uh, can you let me know if there's too much, like, if there's over sex or stuff like that in the film? And now I'm going to be like, I, I have to spoil some things, like, in the movie. There's an overarching theme here. There's an <laughs> overarching theme of rape. Mm-hmm. So that I take that as you wish. Like, it's not done gratuitously, but it is a arc about rape. Um, and the character development, too. Like, it's not just like, oh, my God, it's a rape story, but, like, the character development of Riley and the other, like, the few other characters, how the girls, how they deal with what happened to Riley. Yeah, I I think that's a big thing is, uh, I think you get the idea that maybe Chris was spurned by this happening to her best friend to Mm -hmm. become so activist. Yeah. So the main three characters, or I guess four characters, female lead characters. Yeah, four. Are Riley, Chris. Marty, and Jesse. And Jesse. Freaky fact. Oh, all four of the primary sisters we follow have traditionally unisex names, or go by unisex variations of their names. Oh! You have, like you said, we have Riley. That could also, that could be a boy's yeah. name. Chris, mm-hmm. instead of Christine, or Kristen. Or Christina. Yeah. yeah. Or Christina. Marty. Yeah. And Jesse. I like the unisexness of yeah. that. My whole life I wanted a name like that. <laughs> so I, I really was, identified as kid. I was super yeah. angry, because when I was a kid, my, uh... I had a, a good family friend who kept saying that I should have been named Samantha. Mm-hmm. And I got so angry because I've always wanted the name Sam. <laughs> it's the reason why half my fucking characters are named Sam is because I fucking love that name. And it's a unisex mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so interesting. I mean, that, that makes total sense. I like that they thought about that. It, about not giving them, like, a, you know, Kelly Ashley, or, Heather, yeah. uh, Brandy, yeah. Stephanie. Yeah. Like, very, like... Martha, like yeah. it just went very. That was a really nice. De- I thought this movie had a lot of like levels. thought out levels, but like very thought out details yeah. that were fun, yeah. like that. They mm-hmm. wouldn't have really. Well, like, they were under the surface. Yeah. Um. Like even though you mentioned the name Stephanie. Like yeah. we go, you know, going back to our last episode of Black Christmas, we did have a Stephanie, but she didn't go by Stephanie. She goes by Steph. She goes by Steph. Hmm. And she was a very like androgynous. She was sexy lesbian Draco. Yeah. Sexy lesbian Draco is exactly how we would explain Steph from Anne and the Apocalypse. You, it was something you'd greatly enjoy. And she was basically like the social justice warrior of the entire film. It's interesting, the last few films we've watched is a character that is a super big social justice warrior. Mm-hmm. Huh. It. And I'm, I'm, I'm digging the normalcy of like, there are just women out there that are social justice warriors and mm-hmm. everybody knows one and this is like a normal thing. And I'm like, Fuck yeah, because when I was doing this in high school, I was looked at like I was a crazy person. Yeah. And I feel like in this one, Chris is kind of that character. She is. She's, you know, she's trying to get the whole point, and she's like, I like the, there was a line right in the beginning with Marty, and she's saying, because she's trying to get, uh, well, the teacher's fired, Carrie Ellis. Yeah, Carrie Ellis is in this movie. He plays the villain. It was a joy to see him. It was a joy. Yeah. He still's got the chops, and he's still, yeah. like, even though he's the villain, would possibly still bone him? Oh, yep. Yeah, for sure. Oh no, like I like I remember turning <laughs> to you, Ella, in the theater and going, I know he's older, but I still I still thirst after that man. <laughs> well, I'm like a sycamore. <laughs> uh, but there was a really, really cool line uh in it and uh, Marty was talking about um the fact that Chris's big issue is there are no women, uh minority, brown, black, mm-hmm. trans, gay, lesbian writers. 
In the curriculum. In the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what do you expect to do? They're classic literature. And she goes, that's not my classics. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that idea of what we consider to be classic literature is all English white male. Mm -hmm. We don't look at, like, the teachings of, like, Fa in, like, the middle, uh, in, like, Asia or some of those writings or writings in South Africa or uh, Native American traditional writing or women writing. It's our idea of classical literature is a white Christian male's classic literature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we just accept the word classic as it being that. But because to a majority of, uh, I'd say a most, like 90% majority of people going to these kind of really high, really expensive colleges are upper class white people. Mm -hmm. But that's not the classics for anyone of color. Yeah. For anyone who's gay, for anyone who's not Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. So I love the fact they brought that point up of, like, what is a classic? Well, it's not my history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a yeah. fun... Not fun, that's not right, the white word for it, but it was, like, a very observant yeah, the, kind of... This film was really, really observant. Mm-hmm. Like, the little lines, the little dialogue, uh, we've talked about this a little bit in Anna and the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. of, uh, a film can do so much more, even with a shittier script, even with less effects, if you care about the characters. Yeah. If you, like, get an idea of who this person is, what this person is, and, you know, they're not all perfect. Chris is pushy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Riley is, like, depressive and just pushing stuff back. Marty takes her boyfriend with her everywhere. Jess is obviously just kind of a ditz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And doesn't like conflict and just will kind of be like, okay, cool, you guys are fighting. I'm going to go have champagne somewhere else because I'm just not dealing with any of yeah. this. So none of them are like, like... I'm going to go look for Christmas lights. I don't want to deal with the fight that you guys are having right now. None like, of them was the final girl. None of them was the brown-haired, no, book so nerd, yeah. virginal homecoming queen. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting that you say that none of, them, none of them were the final girl because they really... Even Riley, because she is technically... They, they depict her to be kind of the final girl. Yeah. You know, it's multiple final girls when you really think about yeah. it. But she's not your typical final girl, but not in the. She, I feel like she's your, she, Riley is your final girl in the sense of like, she finally gets her redemption. She, she mm-hmm. has the, she has the final girl arc of I'm going to become a badass. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. But she doesn't have that Mary Sue-esque Yeah. Like your styling. typical, your typical final girl. Yeah. All of them have flaws. All of them have bad points. And I feel like when you make characters in horror films, especially in horror films where, like, you know characters are going to die, you have to endear them to us quickly. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, the girl at the beginning, I don't... Yeah, she Lindsay. died. Yeah. Lindsay. You know, though, I actually, I, like, really felt for Lindsay. What was the line that she said right before he... Right before he was about to kill her, or, you yeah. know, whoever killed her. What did she say? Like, I'm sorry for anything I did. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was, like, I don't know that. Just, I don't know. Something it, about that. Yeah. It's, like, did I do something? She didn't do anything. Yeah. She just it's, it's, it's the idea women apologize. Yeah. yeah. It's, if a man attacks you, you I'm so sorry. For what I did to earn it. She I'm sorry I home. led you on. I'm sorry that I was sitting here talking with my friends, but you thought I was giving you eyes, so now you're angry and I want to go home. Yeah. I'm sorry I did this. I feel yeah. like maybe that was their little sneak preview of, like, this movie's yeah. not what you think it's about. No, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's <laughs> a really good point. I actually didn't pick up on, like, her saying I'm sorry. I did, but I didn't, like, I didn't, like, think about it in that way until mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And, like, it's, 
it's probably intentional, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's funny is, like, speaking of which, um, like, women being, like, ne- not necessarily objectified in this movie, but, like, the, the women, like, all the women that the frat men, or that the frat boys, like, suck, seeked out? Sought out. Sought out, thank yeah. you. Yeah, um, Seeked out. Seeked out. Hide and seek. I don't know. It's, <laughs> we're, we're all on that I don't know why. Seeked out sounds like a really good Vietnamese dish. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll really the seeked out. <laughs> I'll one seeked out and a side of rice. <laughs> um, the women that they all sought out were women that they thought, like, wronged them in some way. Well, they were uh, insubordinate women. They yeah. were women that either uh, fought against the patriarchy said things about rape, were going after men. Possibly, like, for her, she could have just been top of her class. Mm-hmm. There is a possibility that was their entire reason of killing her, because she was still in the library at, like, 10 p.m. at night. Yeah, 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve. So there is a likelihood that she was just the top of her class in law school. Yeah, and they and were like, no. not allowed. Yeah. You're a female, that's you totally can't. totally valid. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I kind of like that idea, like, yeah. that was, because you don't really get a lot with her, but they talk about, oh, I think I saw her in the library again. So they, they kind of leave this idea yeah. that she's the one that's really, really studious. So maybe that's the whole reason they mm-hmm. take she's her down. She's because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she, she's surpassing the men. Yeah. She's and, too smart. And, like, what I found interesting about them, like, seeking out all these different women is they each had some sort of object that they equated to that woman. Well, I think it was something that they just, they had, like, touched. That, that's something, yeah, like something, a beacon kind of thing. Yeah, yeah like, something that touched their skin. Alter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, the all the objects were so there was the diva cup, <laughs> which is kind of great. <laughs> I love that scene of her putting on the pad. Yeah, I'm like we have all done that where it's like shit, put on the pad, put on the pad, slamming the tampon, whatever, go 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 go. <laughs> yep. Uh, so there was the diva cup. There was a hairbrush. Uh-huh. There was Riley's hair clip. The vibrator. The vibrator. The necklace. The necklace. Yeah. I think there was like one other thing, but I don't remember what it was. So there was because there was like there was. A, couple other like because i think there probably was something there for Lindsay. yeah but i don't know what Lindsay's it was. the vibrator oh yeah oh that's right because there. yeah she lost her right she lost her best gift ever and she had to give her the best gift ever because every girl needs a vibrator mm-hmm. so yeah Lindsay's just to let you know the if there's a man listening to this whether or not a woman's in a healthy relationship we still have a vibrator <laughs> mm-hmm. you have your hands we are a little bit more high tech because sometimes we don't want to look good we don't want to make sure our face looks pretty you just want to sit there, have a few orgasms, have a cup of tea, and go to bed. <laughs> that is a legit female feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, go, kind of going back a little bit to, like, the feministic arc of this movie. Yeah. I have another freaky fact. I feel like we have a lot of freaky facts. Mm-hmm. We found a bunch. Yeah. Um, so, freaky fact. What, uh, what gender do you think directed this film? Okay, I feel like the obvious answer should be, like, oh, it's female empowerment, it's a female, but it's probably a male. Ella? Neither. Gender <laughs> fluid. A I'm ghost. Going to, it was I a ghost. Know, I'm going gender oh. fluid. I'm going gender fluid. A ghost. I'm going to like gender, gender fluid or non, like, non- Non-binary. Non-binary. Okay. 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 Well, she, they may be non-binary. Director Sophia Tikal worked extensively to make this version of Black Christmas as feministic as she could. Stating in an interview, I wanted to make the movie where instead of feeling objectified or watched from a distance, the audience felt seen. This caused further backlash from the movie audiences, with some critics calling it one of the worst films they'd ever seen. Wow. I'm guessing Black Christmas, the one we're Mm -hmm. just seeing. I'm guessing it was a white guy. (laughs) 
No, director Sophia Tacal. No, no, no. I'm saying like the 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 critics that said it was the worst oh. film. I'm guessing it was a white guy. Probably. I mean, my response to that would be. I, I mean, I can watch the movie and see all the flaws. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like, the best writing in some of it. Some of, you know, some of the... Some things well, yeah. were fleshed out, and, you know, some things were predictable. But I would not say that it was... I still think it was very topical and dealt with in a great way. Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, You can never say this is a bad movie. Like, I don't think it was bad. It, it had, wasn't bad. It, it was, was campy bad. a little bit. Yeah. You kind of... I was down for that, though. Well, it's interesting, because, so, uh, there's... In dealing with that that I find really interesting, and about the critics and about studios... So there's a film coming out called Promising Young Woman. When I saw the trailer, I was like, how is it taken until 2019 for this film to be made? Mm-hmm. The answer is it hasn't. The film was made in 2015. Was it? It took them four years. To get it made? To get it through the studio. Wow. That's a sign of the times right there. Yeah. <laughs> if I've heard anything. And like, it's funny. Like, Harvey Weinstein not, may not be gone, but like, little Weinsteins are still here. So, yeah, it took them four years to get it pushed through to be put into theaters. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I was just like, there's no way. Like, with the Me Too movement, this would have been, like, the first thing that, like, I would have thought to write. Yeah. But, you know. Wow. Or, like, even before the Me Too movement, there was I Stand With Her. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I Stand With Her came before the Me Too movement, because that's when it was, like, I Stand With Rape Victims, and then it was everybody realizing every ass grab, every cat call is a form of sexual assault, is a form of sexual misconduct. Yeah. And not just women that have been raped have, in like, had had sexual objectification. Mm-hmm. And that's when Me Too happened. So yeah, this film was created during the I Stand With Her uh, time period, and it's taken them this freaking long of cuts and edits and cuts and edits for them to allow it to come out. Wow. Hmm. That's insane. So yeah, critics that are, that are shamming this one and it's just because it's uncomfortable subject matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's funny. Like, that's... I feel like that's definitely what Steph kind of... Like, that was Steph's movement, was the I stand with her. Mm-hmm. Because she was trying to, like, support her best friend. Steph and, or Chris? You're saying Steph. Uh, Chris, sorry. <laughs> you said you said Steph from Anna of the Apocalypse. I'm sorry. I was like, I feel like she means to say Chris, yes. but now I'm questioning if there was a, because there also is Steph in this film, so yeah. I'm like, uh. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, Chris, uh, like, I feel like she definitely had that, like, I stand with her movement going on, because she was like, I am here to support my best friend, I want to make everyone know that she was raped, and this professor okayed it, and was like, oh, it's totally fine, like, boys were just being boys, let's yeah, get yeah, him yeah, fired. Yeah. I noticed they said it like three times in the film. Boys will be boys. Yeah, and like yeah. I think the cop even says it, but he doesn't yeah. actually officially say. He's like, "Boys, you know, they'll be, you know, what I mean." Yeah, and I'm, I'm every time I hear that, I, like, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me, and I'm like, "Fine, girls will be girls." See what that fucking gets you. Yeah, exactly. Boys will be boys. Okay, so boys are gonna be assholes and push us and be idiots. You know what? We're gonna take over the set at the house, the government, your lives. Mm. Cool. You go be uh, hitting that tree over there. We're going to go take over the fucking world. Gotcha. <laughs> you be loud and aggressive. Silent yet deadly. <laughs> Just watch a serial killer show and then get away with it a whole lot <laughs> And then we, you know, like, after the whole, like, petition scene, we get to probably, I think, one of my favorite scenes is, uh, well, almost leading up to my favorite scene, is the girls getting ready. 
for their talent show. You have a scene before that where we get to meet Landon. Oh yeah, you, get, you also yes, that's right. You get to meet you get to meet Landon for the first time. Oh, Landon, so sweet. Landon is adorable. I'm really happy they put him in this film. I'm really happy. He added that, some gravity to it. He mm-hmm. was just like this cute little awkward nerd boy. He respected her, like you know. Was, was yeah. like, I'm bad at talking to girls and stuff like that. Um, and you, you get the idea of like I hate saying the phrase, but like he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Like not a I'm a nice guy, mm-hmm. but just. Yeah, he's like, a, he's he, a he, like he kind of defends her, and like they're walking out of the classroom after Carrie Ellis's character just like berates her after saying, "Well, how, why do you think the the author is, is male?" Blah 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 blah. Da, da. Women can understand their place below men too. Yeah, and like, and he like they're walking out of class, and he was like, "I feel like that was uncalled for that what Professor Carrie Ellis said." <laughs> and he says that to her um, at the coffee shop. Yeah. He says at the cocktail. That was not cool how he... Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, that's where, I mean, that's where you, that's you, you, where you first it. meet him. And, and, and he, he signs the petition, and he's like, thank you, Riley. I know your name. <laughs> I have definitely had a crush on you for a minimum of six months, <laughs> and I am going to say words to your face. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like me when I flirt. <laughs> Can I hug your shirt? <laughs> hey, it worked. I married. You're the married guy. now, so. <laughs> How did that work? <laughs> I almost like I, I, if my hand could have just reached out, it would have just been like pop right in the back of the head when you did that. So it's like God cunting, damn it. <laughs> uh, you meet him, and also you kind of start to get this idea about Chris that I really enjoyed. Um, of she's while both being like a good friend and this kind of good character, she's aggressive. She's super headstrong, mm-hmm. but, like, in not the, not always the best way. Yeah, because yeah. I know, like, I, I am now a 32-year-old woman. Uh, I've grown up a lot, but, like, that was a lot of, like, and I'm, poor Ashy can discuss. <laughs> when I thought she should do something in college, it was, we were going to do it. Yeah. Whether or not she was comfortable with it, whether or not she wanted to, I was so in this headspace of, like, that that leadership, like, battle mentality, mm-hmm. which is not healthy. No. <laughs> Eventually, she just yelled at me in the middle of a parking lot one day. <laughs> I don't remember what we were doing, but you were just like, shut up! Shut up and listen to me! And I was just like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was over, but you just yelled at me to shut up. And I was just like, okay. And after that, our relationship dynamic changed a lot. Because I was like, I would like to do this. I think this is a good idea. Will you do it with me? (laughs) It was that, Ash? What do you think? I'm not not going to ask your opinion, but I'm just going to say your name and leave this open. Because I still have an ego the size of, like, five continents um but you you start to see also uh i think chris's frustration with riley Mm -hmm. of like how withdrawn she is and how mousy she's become which i think is an interesting thing they do because a lot of times in like rape and revenge films stuff like this a character gets raped and suddenly 20 minutes later blood clothed she's a valkyrie Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
No, I actually really like that. I know we'll go back to kind of like the progression of the story, but yeah. piggybacking on what you're saying, I actually tend to be someone, those that know me well in life, I, I'm very non-confrontational. So I feel like I identified more with like how I probably would deal with that mm-hmm. situation. Probably I would probably end up being a little more like Riley in that mm-hmm. and versus being the aggressor and like really speaking up. So I thought it was interesting when they were in the kitchen having that big fight with each other. And yeah. she was like, not everyone wants to be like you. And no, I, everybody I kinda, wants to fight. It was just a way of being like, everyone copes with things in different ways. Yeah. And they're all worth being respected. And I kind yeah. of, I don't know, I thought that was an interesting kind of fight sequence. You know, mm. or, yeah. Not a fight sequence, but you know, no, argument. it's, it's yeah. a best friend fight scene. Best friend fights are like... It was, it was really depicted in a way that I feel like would actually probably go down between two people that have very different experiences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was And it was I always cool. make the... I, I've, I've discussed this between me and Ash and uh, me and Mina. Mm-hmm. Uh, best friend fights, I think, are some of the most just brutal. Like, past, like, boyfriend-girlfriend fights, best friend fights can be just... I mean, we've really discussed, me and you have actually never... Actually fought, yeah. We've never actually yelled at each other. Um, mainly because I'm pretty sure you just cry, and I would just <laughs> feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just immediately give up. Uh, but I've, I've had fights, especially with a lot of ex-best friends that mm-hmm. will remain nameless. Um... I've had some knockdown drag out brawls mm-hmm. with with best friends, and I feel like they get you heated quicker. Yeah, because I think a lot of time with your best friend, you don't bring up shit that bugs you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get kind of used to it. Like we say, okay, so no, you have yelled at me once because it wasn't a fight; you just yelled because uh, you were yelling. Well, I, I don't think I was yelling. I think I was just telling you exactly how your life was about to go and everything that was about to happen, and you couldn't talk. The shut up, Ella, in the yeah. middle of the parking lot that we were discussing. Yeah. Well, no, I was like, I was actually thinking of the freak out before your wedding. Oh yeah, you yelled at me. You yelled at me. You yelled at me strongly. <laughs> I remember I was there with a. He'll be a guest later on, but our good friend Mason and Mason. I remember. Was just, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Ash angry. And it wasn't like you were yelling at me. You were just like, shut up and sit down, grab yourself a fucking drink and calm the fuck down. I'm going to go fucking deal with this. Fucking stay here. Fuck. And we're just, everyone just was just like, like what happened? <laughs> we're just all just like, it was like mom yelling. <laughs> like you're used to dad yelling, but mom yelled. <laughs> And then, of course, like, two months later, she, like, ran back and, like, gave me a kiss on, like, the forehead. She's like, I love you and you're my best friend. Okay, I'm gonna go deal with this. Stroke the hair, stroke the hair. It's okay, it's okay. Here's your whiskey. Try to calm down. And then I went mom on (laughs) the rest of the group. But it was just a great little transition. Uh, But I I think when you get into those best friend fights, there's, because there's so much that you just go, eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to that pee. That head, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, while I, I, I will definitely like how you said you're like very much like Riley, I feel very much like Chris. Um, but also now being a, a mature adult, or I like to tell myself I am one, <laughs> it's accurate-ish. Uh, how, how she kind of just pushes Riley. Mm-hmm. It has good intentions, but bad form. Yeah. And it's funny, because, like, I, I kind of, like, I agree with Allie in the sense that I feel like I probably relate to a lot more with Riley in this yeah. case. And especially with kind of, like, our friendship, Ella, you are very much the Chris. Like... I think it's the difference of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's how you deal with that. 
Yeah. You know, and, like, they were fast-forwarding a lot, but there was kind of a moment where uh, Riley finally starts to fight. And she's like, this isn't the time for the I told you so's, but I know you're going to say it. And then Chris comes like, yeah, I told you so. And then they continue. <laughs> I, I, like, grabbed her hand. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I think a big, a big theme of this, in addition to kind of, like, you know, perpetuating the Me Too movement, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, being quote-unquote very woke, you know. Um, <laughs> yes, this was I a hate very, myself for saying that. It sounds so This dated. was a very woke Christmas yes, film. but I think an- another, o- another overarching theme with it is for sure, you know, I mean, it's a sorority, so it is sisterhood, but it really is the way they depict it because it's, they both, it, it kind of shows, especially with the two of them, how they really kind of needed each other to push each other's buttons to get to their best place. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, Riley needed to bring Chris down a little bit to be mm-hmm. like, you need to be a little more aware. It's not all about, like, you having this fire in your heart, and you need to, like, be aware of how other people feel and not stomp all over and to get your point across because it's mm-hmm. always right. But at the same time, Chris really needed to empower Riley because Riley was kind of not really taking action of herself. Yeah. And when she actually needed to, like, physically fight, like, she finally yeah. got that fire yeah. well, in like, her. And I think a good... Um, a good representation of Chris trying to get Riley to fight for herself was their, uh, was the talent show. Yeah. So they have this yeah. huge talent show at the... What was the name of the sorority? It was the frat. The frat. Delta. We'll call it the... We'll, uh, the Cariel's frat. Yeah. The founder's frat. Well, we'll yeah, call the, the founder's frat. Yeah. <laughs> the founder's frat. Which right. is where the guy that uh, Rufy and raped Riley mm-hmm. is, and you find out the guy is back yeah, this in was town. Last, yeah, so this was all last year. So it was the same same situation. It was the talent show. One for, of her friends that's yeah. supposed to do it has gotten drunk and almost raped. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that was a scene. Oh, no. <laughs> was it an almost rape? With the ending, was it a ploy? Oh. So, so we'll get to we're that. We're going to say at the time we're watching it, it feels like it's an almost yeah. rape. I want to come back to that <laughs> now later under the yeah. theory of is that a ploy to have her super trust this person? Yeah. So we'll get back to that. Because stuff's gone missing before this scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a ploy. That had to have been a ploy. Oh, that's so dumb. Or maybe, no, you know what, though? Because you Ooh. find out she's very submissive at the end, so Ooh. maybe it wasn't a ploy. Ooh. We'll, 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 we'll get, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll have a debate about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, like, she's like, I'm not going to do the talent show this year because I can't. It's just too much with what happened last year at the same time. I just, I don't want to be in the talent show. I'm just going to be stage manager. I don't even think it, it's a conversation about it happened last year. It's just, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll work with you. Cause I don't yeah, I'll like, work with you guys, but I'm not doing it again. I don't and think then like she Riley out. would even talk about, I'm not doing it because I was raped. I think she's just like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out later that the guy that raped her is going to be there. Yeah. And then she's just like, okay, I, I don't even like... I want to be there to support you guys, but I don't know if I can be there because Brian's there. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Then we get the scene that we're going to talk about later. Yeah, um, where it seems like uh, the third party, uh, Jess, Helen, Helena, Helen. yeah, Helena, Helena, Helena of mm-hmm. Troy. <laughs> that bitch. Mm-hmm. Just, just go and don't yeah. name your daughter Helena. She'll end up being a conniving whore. <laughs> um, so yeah, Helena of Troy. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling her Helena of Troy for the rest of this, because, yeah, bitch. <laughs> uh, 
looks like she's being raped. And I, I do think it's genuine because it's, it's like, I don't like it. I'm reading it. But yeah. it's not like, no, stop. I mean, she yeah. was actually well, that drunk. Too. Yeah, she was yeah. drunk, and they may or may not have roofied her drinks. Yeah, and she makes a lovely comment, uh, does vodka and tequila mix? Which yeah. No, it doesn't. Which up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. She said that, I was like, ooh, ooh I'm fine, I'm fine. It's funny, I actually, I vaguely think that was a line in the original Black, the remake Black Christmas. Does vodka and tequila, I might be. With because with the, well, Yeah, with drunky. Drunk make drunk drunk. Um, so yeah, she has that scene, and then they, like, so what's her face is comforting her uh Riley's comforting Helena and she's like, It's fine, it's fine, we'll we'll be able to do the show without you. Get go an home. Uber. Yeah, go get home. an Uber, go home. And then she's carrying the costume back into the dressing room or the room that the, all the girls are dressing in. And they all look at her and like, So you're gonna do it, right? You're gonna sing for her. Yeah. And she's like, No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And then she ends up singing for her, or like at least standing in for her. Yeah, well, she 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 does sing it because it's that's what like that's what I was getting to. That was like one of my one of probably one of my favorite scenes, and where Riley kind of has her moment of like, you know what, that's it, I'm fighting, because Chris has kind of pushed her to like, you need to say something, you need to say something, you need to make make it known that this happened, and she's like, no, 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 and then when they're all singing, that's when she's like, you know what. She's right. It's when the guy winks at her. Yeah. That she's but like, she oh, sees hell it. no. And she's like, uh-uh. Well, no. No, no. He sees her, and she goes into, like, pure shock, which, yeah. like, I, I, that is very accurate, because, mm-hmm. like, when I was sexually assaulted, uh, just being in a similar place to that, I got brushed in, not, not a similar fashion, but it was close enough that, like, I had, like, a straight-up panic attack for, like, yeah. 20 minutes. And it just, it was the same place, same, like, situation. I've never seen the guy. But, uh, it just, it being the same situation and the same, like, environment was so jarring for me. So to see the face of something, the idea is he was a year older, so he had graduated. Mm-hmm. No, he actually, I, I did read about this when we were back, driving back from the movie. Um, mm-hmm. he actually, I think, got asked to leave. That's oh. why all he actually had to leave. The, if unless I'm correct, I think he had hmm. to leave the university, and which is especially while all the brothers were like, Fuck so he. like he would never do that because I think he yeah, actually got because he, okay, so that makes more sense. Like I feel like probably you know like the dean of the school was like, we're not going to expel you, but you have like yeah, like he, we don't want to deal with the situation, so just go. Well, I think that's also one of those things where it's like no charges are going to be brought against you. We're not expelling him. But we're going to allow him to move his curriculum to another school. school. Yeah. We're, we're, we're encouraging him to do this. Yeah. But, of course, nothing would go on his permanent record. Right. Because they, they didn't believe Riley would happen. Like, it actually happened. But they're like, okay, just to appease the woman. Yeah. Just go off to another college for your next year. Go go to NYU or Berkeley or someplace mm-hmm. that white rich people go to. Yeah. Um, so they're at the, they're about to do their scene, she sees him, and then and she's, one of your favorite scenes you said is when they yeah, start. Yeah, and, like, she just, like, she goes into complete shock, like you said, Ella. You just freeze. You yeah. freeze, you can't think, you can't move, you, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's terrifying. Yeah, and then all the girls are, like, singing around her. They kind of block her. They kind of, yeah, because they, like, I think. Which I, I thought well, cause was I think, great. I think Chris kind of notices that, like, she sees her, and she's like, come on, come on. She's like, let's form kind of a circle around her and, like, block her so he doesn't like actually see her and she does say something encouraging where she's like now is your moment yeah she say it's a great line she's like what does she say it's time to show them or something yeah 
or it's like, like yeah, it's like yeah. not bolster yourself, but she's like rebuild yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, and I was it's like, time re- it's time to rebuild. I yeah, was like, okay, girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they kind of circle in on her, and, but I like the fact that it's not after Chris's line that she does it. Chris no. gives her the line, and then she hides, and then she kind of comes out on her own. Yeah, and does and what's her little funny solo line. Is you don't realize so like they're singing this, they're singing a version of. Up on the up on, up on the housetop. Yeah, is a fabulous version of it. I love it oh so much. And uh, so, freaky fact. Yeah. Didn't their costumes look a little too familiar to oh, something yeah, else? Oh yeah, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. The sisters up on the housetop stage performance is a reference to the plastics perversion, uh, plastics performance mm-hmm. of perversion Jingle Bell. Also works. Yeah, of Jingle Bell Rock from Mean Girls. Um, but yeah, so the very Mean Girls, like, type of song, where they're, like, up on the house stuff, or, like, up Woo! on, yeah, up on the frat house, click, 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 and they're doing, like, a cute little sexy dance, and she's like, something, something, I drank too much, na 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 now we're plotting, and they think it's funny. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they all think it's, like, oh, it's cute, they're having sex in the frat, frat house in Christmas, blah, 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 and then you get Riley's, like, shine moment or of- she's like, uh, then you come there, and I said, no, that's assault, yeah. and you were just like, whoa, what? and then, like, the girls, like, they all continue to sing the song, and at first, I wasn't sure if that was, like, yeah. if that was an improvised thing, if that was just her, like, you know what, that's fine, I'm, I, it may not be with part of the song, but I'm going with it. We're supporting her, we if love so, this secretly. So, those girls got some choreography to help. Yeah, well, but I think, I, improv skills. I <laughs> honestly think it that was planned. it was planned. Which is well, they, ballsy as which hell. Which they say because yeah. it's their prank. Yeah, because so they their, plan yeah, it's to their, do it. It's their sorority oh, prank man. on the frat house. Yeah. Ballsy ass prank. Yeah, Whoa. to literally go into a frat house and be like, "We are going to in skimpy outfits." Lily say, "All of you fuckers are roofing and raping bitches." Yeah, yeah, that was. And what I loved was the the reaction from the crowd. Was all the guys were like throwing their beers, and every single woman was like, "Hell yeah, fuck yeah!" And mm-hmm. I'm like. That, that's when you show shit to be too true. When a yeah. couple is there, and the guys are like, that's bullshit, and the girl's like, fuck yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a divide right there. That was there. a fun scene. Yeah, it like, really was. I didn't. I feel like I had a couple seconds being like, oh, is this actually, this is happening. Uh, this, this is, is good. Okay, this, this is, is actually <laughs> happening. This is cool. <laughs> there's several verses. <laughs> oh, it's still going. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. And there's like a verse like, no one believes her. Mm-hmm. Like it was said, I was lying. Something I was. Oh yeah, my goodness. It was just like, oh, damn. It was great. Oh, bitches, yeah. you you are good, but you are you are wow, cutthroat, just straight cutthroat. <laughs> yeah. But get it. And that's that's kind of when Riley like comes out of her shell for the night. Because mm-hmm. you know, I think she says something that'll teach. Yeah, whatever that'll teach Brian. Ryan never to rape a girl again. Yeah. Which and is something she says, which is worth pointing out. She says that as she's exiting, not thinking that anyone's hearing her. Here. She's just talking uh, the, to yeah, Chris. Yeah, and the, she's just talking. <laughs> she also doesn't realize that her friend Chris has been filming the entire thing. It's, it's not Chris. It's uh, Marty's boyfriend. Right, but Chris, she ha- I think she's she had... She's the one that posted it. She's the Chris, one that posted Chris it. posted it. Yeah, but yeah, it's, So it's, I think it was just like, hey, let's... Send me, airdrop me the photo. Yeah, airdrop yeah. me the photo. Or, I mean, airdrop me the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And so she says it to, like, she just kind of says it in general. To Chris. Like, I think she yeah, says it to Chris. She's like, yeah, she's, that'll, yeah. she's like, that'll teach Brian not to rape a girl again. And she doesn't realize that she's being filmed. Um, and they go out, and, and Landon kind of comes with them. Mm-hmm. He's like, that, that, that was really cool. And they're like, well, we're going to go. And he's like, well, I got to, no, I'm going to come with you. Yeah, no, he's, he's like, so uh, that's cool. I, I'm going to, 
I don't leave to, till tomorrow, but uh, okay. You know what? No, I'm going to come with. And I liked seeing that that part of him. And then Chris was kind of like, well, I mean, uh, Riley was kind of like, well, I'm 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 probably just gonna go home. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you. That. I don't know why I'm telling you that, and then runs away. I, well, I liked it because it, it's originally him being like, "Well, I gotta stay," and she's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna go home. I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm going home." And like, "Yeah, you're just gonna go home. I'm just gonna stay here." No, no, I'm gonna come. No, I'm I'm coming out. Yeah, and, and it's such an adorable little scene between Riley and Landon mm-hmm. of just them both being these socially awkward. Yeah, so awkward. fish. Mm-hmm. And and just being like, nope, I'm gonna swim here, I'm gonna swim here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's very. Okay, we're gonna do. And then Chris is like, "Hey, we're having this lunch tomorrow." He's like, "Yeah, I'm free," and she's like, "Okay, have alcohol. Bye. My yeah. work as the best friend is done." Yeah, yeah. She was super good. With that. And like she even like she gives her the bottle and she's like, she even mouths like she's like, "You go, girl." You go. And, like, you even looked at me, you're like, I've done that for you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've definitely been like, oh, what are you doing? Because we're going here. Like, if you're not busy, like, Ash is coming. Right, Ash? <laughs> oh, you're going to come too? Okay. I have a bunch of shit in my front seat. Why don't you guys just come to the back? <laughs> just going to turn on the music real loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get to the house. And this is where the... The good chunk of the movie now happens mm-hmm. is in the house. Oh no, uh, there is one more day. There's well, one Helena, more day and this. Helena gets well. Actually, two people die during that before that even happened. They even do the show, right? Uh, right, Hel- Helena and the girl with the diva cup. No, no, no the girl dies they, the next day. Yeah, uh, so okay. Helena gets kidnapped that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we well we don't know that we so basically well, we think she gets killed. yeah like yeah. Helena yeah. like Helena's starting to like she's like she's now at the point where she's like okay I'm. She got Still the she, she got the, the, like, the sober stumbles. Is what this, I call yeah, it. the sober stumbles. She's like, I'm not quite sober, but I know I have to do shit, so I'm gonna do it. I and she's kind of like shuffling around. It's her. A, it's a, I can walk in a straight line eventually. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like throwing shit in to pack for her for a week or her trip home and blah blah blah. And there's sounds in the I house. Meanwhile, my OCD self is like cringing at her packing style <laughs> because I liked I'm really like particular how I put my suitcase and it was like. And she's just, just throwing, throwing shit. There was one missed opportunity, though, because there was a paddle in her room. Well, you guys said that. I heard you be like, use the paddle. And yeah. it said, live, laugh, love. I love it. And I was like, I want to see somebody kill somebody with a sorority paddle that says, live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please give us. Like, can this be a thing? Please. And I was waiting for it the whole time. Never I want happened. it. I want it. Uh, so <laughs> Helena goes missing. And then they go to buy a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Diva Cup girl dies. Yeah, because they're buying the Christmas tree. And she's trying to find her cat. Mm-hmm. Her cat, Claudette. Claudette. Which is this adorable little white fluffy cat. I talk to her cat the exact way I would talk about talk to Jethro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just angel, sweetie, princess. <laughs> like, okay, if you, don't, if you don't show up, I'm not feeding you. Ever. <laughs> tell me, like, don't ask. I'll tell you like, what happened to my guinea pig. Ask my hamster. I definitely so, felt that way. Like, he's super so, dead. <laughs> he's super I think I go with that with Daisy, where I'm like, who's my little angel? Who's my little angel? And I'm like, all right, fart squirrel, come here. <laughs> so I actually have a freaky fact about the cat. About okay. fart squirrel? Okay. About the fart squirrel cat. The adorable <laughs> fart squirrel fluffy white cat. The sorority house cat is named Claudette, a reference of Black Christmas, 1974, having a cat named Claude. Oh, that's fun. And it's, it's a female. Mm-hmm. I like it's that. Girl. That's cute. Uh, also, just because we were discussing that, that fucking house. 
that's yeah. Lighthouse? Yeah. Okay, so I know <laughs> part of the reason you were, like, interested in me doing this episode with you guys is because I was in a sorority. Yeah. But I need to pre- I need to preface it that my school's sorority was, we didn't live in the house, so it was, like, a meeting kind of clubhouse. Okay. Um, yeah, but and I know like, it's at state universities, like Texas mm-hmm. or something, they're 100% like that. So okay. I couldn't completely identify with that, but the fraternity houses are similar. Okay. I mean, not quite as, like, old money and terrifying as this one was, but... So I, know, uh, I don't think Josh's frat had, like, a fraternity house. They had the watchtower. No, they did have a house. They oh, did they have did. a house, and people could pledge it, or brothers could live in it. So oh, they did. Okay. It wasn't, you know, like Texas State University large, but, you know, they did have one. Okay. So, but, yeah, that that house was something else. <laughs> I was like, dude, if this was an option for going to, like, a, a join a sorority, I would have been so fucking down. Yeah. Well, so it's funny. Like, I've never actually been in a sorority, but I have dated a guy that was in a frat. Mm-hmm. And I did go visit him at his college. Uh, Will. Yeah. Um. I dated a guy who went to Carnegie Mellon, and he was in a oh, frat. Yeah, and of course, it. like every frat, just like this one, has like their sister sorority that mm-hmm. they do everything with. Like they compete with each other, they do everything with da da da. Yeah. And so, and I was staying at the frat house, and we, I went for his frat formal, and so they, he invited me over for the frat formal. He's like, stay for the week. We can hang out in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. do all the fun stuff. It's gonna be fall, and there's gonna be like pretty cool stuff to do. I'm like, all right, cool. And we do the frat formal, so he lives in a frat house, and again, like, it didn't really, it did not look anything like their frat house. It was not, like, this giant mansion. It was, like, an apartment building. Okay. Like, the entire complex was just, like, like, there were two apartment complexes that were, like, one was the frat house and one was the sorority house. Okay. And, like, I had gotten ready with all the sorority sisters, and they were literally, like, oh my god, like, you should totally come here and we would totally pledge you. And they were, like... What I loved about this sorority and this frat was they're both basically just complete nerds. Like, it wasn't, like, your typical, like, we're dude bros, we're frat house, and then the girls were like, oh, we're sorority girls, meh. But it was, like, total, like, nerds, and I was like, I could dig this. Like, I could dig living in this community of nerd girls. I mean, they definitely went very on the nose with this as far, like, very stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah fraternity sorority situation in this uh, maybe not as much the sorority but the fraternity was like I, I feel like that was like straight out of a you know a book where it was like yeah. this is what frat guys are like and yeah. I mean they're I know du- they're the not the dude bro frat but, but, but see, yeah, at we're, some we're universities both, they are literally Josh is uh, Allie's boyfriend's bear's big brother mm-hmm. like yeah. how they mention between uh, Riley is Helena's big sister mm-hmm. Josh was bear's mm-hmm. big brother yeah and they still call each other like I Every time I see Bear, every time he says bye to Josh, it's always like, bye BB, mm-hmm. bye LB. Yeah. Like, they still do that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years after college, they still have that really, really, really close relationship where, mm-hmm. like, you know, Bear and Josh know pretty much everything. They do so much together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that what they depicted, though, even though I haven't directly experienced that kind of sorority fraternity situation, like, it's for sure real in a lot of places. Yeah. You know, that kind of toxic, like, you know, it just, it, I don't think it was unrealistic. I think it was a little played up to, you know, serve the purpose of what yeah. they were trying mm-hmm. to depict. But, I mean, I'm sure that that's not a complete... Super out of the, yeah, super out of the box. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, over here at CSUN, when I was, like, in high school, because I had a bunch of friends that were older than me. Uh, there was, like, fraternities at, like, at CSUN that kind of would live in, like, the blocks next to CSUN. There was quite a few, like, frat houses. 
They weren't anything like that. They were like kind of run down piece of shit, like four bedroom houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was definitely like one frat because I had a bunch of friends who were a year or a year or two older than me that went to CSUN. And there was one frat that they just would like would not take me to parties to. Because mm-hmm. I remember like them being like, because there was the one frat, it was like the theater kids and the gay boys. Like, that was that one. Yeah. And then there was, uh, pretty much, it was like the, it was a bunch of people I knew from Color Guard. So it was kind of people that were going into a frat to join the military, and it was a military-style frat. So I'd go over there, and we'd throw axes and do weird shit. <laughs> but there was one frat that they were really against, and I ended up going to a party. And I had one of my older friends, Kyle, uh, ended up at the party, and he, like, threw me in his car. Like, he was pissed. That I was even there because, like, that was, like, the reputation. Mm-hmm. And he knew, like, I, even as a young age, shocking, had a really big ego and had a really big, like, you can't do this. Well, I'm not fucking do it, like, ten times better. So he was worried about me getting drunk mm-hmm. and somebody taking advantage of me. Because he's like, I love you, but you do this shit with me. Where, you're like, you think you can drink me under the table and you're five foot two and I'm six foot one. Mm-hmm. Uh but he was like, so I know that there are those kind of frats, but I also know, like, between Josh and, like, friends and people at CSUN, the majority aren't. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, it, it's everything. You're going to find the dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think to maybe prove the point, you know, really push the agenda of these women are kind of being empowered and taking mm-hmm. ownership of their own lives and fighting back. Yeah. I think they really le- leaned in the direction of, like, intense stereotype for the fraternity. Mm-hmm. So I could see, for example, like, if I had gone to this with my boyfriend, he'd probably be like, that's not, like, why are they depicting, like, fraternity like this? That's not what I know it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could see the reverse side where some people would be like, yeah. fuck, this is not... Yeah. This isn't what the fuck I signed up for. I don't do this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She cusses all the time. It's fine. <laughs> so, you know, I, I could see that getting in that critique of, like, okay, it was too strong in that direction, where it was like, okay, it's not being fair to the other gender, but at the same time, that's, but you know what this movie is. Like, but that's, it, it, that's it's, okay. It, it, it's fun. That's saying, like, the not all men, not all frats. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Like, you, you, we are aware that not all men are rapists. We are aware that not all frats are like this. But if you feel the need to say... Mm-hmm. Not all men or not all frats. That's when I get concerned, and yeah. that's that's well, actually he, something that Chris I, said. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah I was that. just about to bring that up. So <laughs> you bring up the whole "not all men" thing. Yes, <clears throat> you did not. Yes, just. <laughs> you did not just say that. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about the scene where they're in the kitchen, they're getting ready for the orphans' dinner. Yeah. Um, someone's cooking a ham, and they're making cookies. It's uh, all... uh, Jess made the ham, and yeah. was very proud of her ham. <laughs> yes, Jess was making the ham, and they're all just kind of doing their own thing. And um, Marty's, boyfriend, Marty's Nate. boyfriend, Nate, is just kind of sitting off in the corner, like, just holding his head, and he's drinking beer. Which he never does. Right, which Marty was just like, you're drinking beer. You never drink beer. Like, what the he's fuck? Like, I like beer. And he's like, I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> And like, like you know, yeah, and he's getting like very snappy all of a sudden, and then like that's when, um, they're talking about the whole like not all men thing. So and maybe he was that voice, huh? He was that voice in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, also, you kind of figure out that he was getting the founder thing. 
Yeah, because, like... So they show it with uh, Landon, where he gets, like, the headache, and it's, like, that's the founder trying to bring out your alpha. Yeah. Mm. So and that was that was the founder bringing out that aggressive side of it. Yeah. So, like, he might have been, like... I don't know if, like... Because he... It didn't seem like he'd ever plunged into there, because he was, no. like... He but protected it's, it's, the sorority. Yeah. Like, he was the sorority boy. Yeah. He would have been sorority sweetheart. Yeah, he was yeah, the sorority 100%. sweetheart. I know that part. Because I, <laughs> I was a fraternity sweetheart. <laughs> Which I found really weird because I'm like, I don't go to any of your things. And they're like, yeah, but you're here every Saturday for, like, the parties. And I was like, okay. A shirt. Yeah. And you said sorority, sweetheart. And I was like, okay. And they're like, also, this means people won't hit on you. Go over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you, so you get the idea that that's, that's the, the founder fucking with him, bringing out yeah. that hern knuckle dragging. Yeah. And you were just like, not on men. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what about me? Like, I'm a man. Do I rope into the da, 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 da? And, like, he's, like, yelling at them, like so aggressively and just angrily and it's funny i didn't pick up on it until further into the movie mm. you can hear the, the the ringing the ringing wow the entire time he's yelling at the at the women and then starting this fight it was and so then, out of character that's yeah. right and that's why marty's just like get the fuck out of here like i have no idea who you are yeah like yeah. you're not you're not my boyfriend right now. Like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. And you're like, no, I don't want to get the fuck out. Things need to be said. Da, da, da. And she's Every like, no. Every time I disagree with you. Yeah. And like, I should have broken up with you. Yeah. And then she's like, no. And then shoves him out. And she was like, my God. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that kind of thing that I think is, is an interesting idea that, like, uh, I've had discussions about this with people. Is like, Minus, like, getting married or being in, like, really, really long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, I, what I don't think women, uh, men understand is women in dating, for the first about year to two years, we're waiting for the shoe to drop. We're legit waiting. Mm-hmm. We're going, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you going to be emotionally abusive, physically abusive, sexually abusive? Yeah. Like, like spend there's all gotta my be money. Something wrong. Uh, not have a job, like, where is the, that coming from? Because we're honestly more used to toxic relationships than we are to healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. So, somebody doing that, like, looking at people be like, why wouldn't you be more concerned about him? Like, because to her, just, okay, the shoe finally fucking dropped. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, all right, Whatever. You're, you're choosing to be like this. Yeah. But it, it kind of breaks apart the tension between Chris and Riley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of come together for Marty. Because they're like, we're really sorry, honey. Yeah. I love you. And like, then they just, like, they go to they go in to give her a hug. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So uh, they have the big fight about, like, doing all that. They have the tree, Healy's. And uh, Jess upstairs <laughs> goes upstairs when uh chris and riley are fighting because mm-hmm. she's Fine. like i don't want to deal with this fighting ah! are you also can i just going back to that scene though where they're all fighting huh? i i the only part that especially in the day and age and i mean mm-hmm. how popular for example this is a horror podcast yeah. but murder podcasts are super yeah. popular yeah we're also aware of that these days and i think i mean as a woman i know i'm more heightened like if i'm in a parking garage i always do the mm-hmm. thing with the key like i'm yeah, I'm yeah the, the thing with the keys where you make it like why, into where, like why Wolverine was riley clause? the only one speaking up about getting the dms though like the rest of them were like yeah i've been getting them too but they were not concerned 
Yeah. I think it might be, like, in this idea of, like, they've been getting, like, these kind of, like, aggressive DMs for a while. Okay, maybe that well, makes sense. Because I'm like, just why is she like, the only one that's, like, logically being like, this isn't cool, well, we should be a little Marty worried. brings it up, too, very quickly. Chris is the only one. Uh, that's just, like, she's, like, it's probably, because she, she equates it to the frat being Yeah, she says, like, right. come here, because when Riley says the same way, be getting that, Marty's like, yeah, I have to. Mm-hmm. But they're both. And then Chris is like, yeah, I have to. But you know what? Come eat my ass. Yeah, and that's when she says, come, you know, like, come whatever, like, yeah, something, something. Yeah, (laughs) like, she just basically, like, entices the, because she, no, because she, to her, she thinks it's the frat just being dumbasses. But also, you kind of have to think about, Chris probably gets these a lot. That's true, because she's so confrontational. She's so confrontational. Mm -hmm. She's going after this frat. She's going after this, like, teacher that's the head of the frat. Mm -hmm. She probably is, like, pretty used like i i wouldn't even want to say this but like as an african-american female student in a mostly white male college she probably gets death threats yeah like so she's used to it she's just like it's probably nothing so to her these like i'll see you tonight like veiled things she's just like i also don't and i think at one point riley calls it like i think they're planning a prank yeah. I don't, th- I mean, who's actually going to think, oh my God, an entire fraternity is going to come and try to murder us? Like, no right. thinking the quite that far. gets the oil yeah. on its paws. Yeah. yeah, and that's when she thinks, oh, it's the frat doing a prank on yeah, us. Yeah, they're going to fuck with us. But and and that's when they, they, they us, think so it's oil. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they think or it's paint. A, no, they think it's paint. I, which, said, I mentioned yeah. it looked like oil, but they think it's paint. Because she even goes to the, um, the, cop. the cop, the campus security. And he's like, what, you think they've, like, tied her up in a basement? They're like, she's like, no, they're just, they're, she, they're missing, and I know they're a part of something, and something weird's going on. Uh, so, obviously, she knows something weird's going on, but she's just not sure what it is. I yeah. also was surprised. Then, yeah, go ahead. No, okay. Oh, I was just saying, I was actually surprised. I just think they were trying to drive home the point that nobody listens, you know, with the cop. Yeah. But, like, I feel like... I don't know. I didn't have to go to the cops at all at, at college, but I do don't think I would have gotten that with that kind of pushback. If I was like, "There's an issue here. I'm getting threatening messages. Also, my friends are missing. I'm really concerned." I, I feel yeah. like they would be a little more willing to like, I "Hey, let me because... let me take you back to your sorority house. Make sure everything's fine." Instead of being like, "What do you want to do?" I think it's because it's Christmas. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. The and guy's he's like probably being there, right? And he's probably not the typical like I, guy that's on call. Not yeah, the the normal <laughs> campus security. He's probably the Christmas security. Yeah, guard. he's the rent a cop. I see. That's actually probably because I just remember being like, "Wow, he's really pushing back on this," and she's really freaking out. Like, yeah, but also like her, she has zero like actual anything, yeah. right? Other she's, than texts, t- texts, and and a gut feeling, and she's two hours late. Yeah, that's true. My friend's two hours late to get home while it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. so he she doesn't have a lot to go yeah, on. Yeah, that's true. So um, he might just be like, it's a girl, she's freaking out. Maybe yeah. I was just frustrated. And, like, like, and, and that's, her, yeah, and then I think, and that's kind of where we get the whole, like, that's when we get the realization that these women are actually being sought out, is because he drives her to the frat house, because she's like, well, let me just, can you take me to the frat house, at least we can, like, I can mm-hmm. find my friend. Mm-hmm. And then he just drops her off, and he's just like, boys will be boys, whatever. And that's when she's kind of, like, looking around in the mirror, or, like, looking through the window, and she's calling, um... Helena's. Helena's phone. And we get... And she runs... She turns around, and she, like, bumps into Carrie Ellis. Yeah. And, and you then you see, see the, the list. list. And it she sees quick. her friends, and she's just like, why do you have a list of my friends? 
Well, I don't even think she puts it together as, like, they're being hunted. It's just, like, right. that's it's just, fucking weird. Why do you have a list of my friends? That's weird. I'm actually shocked he let her hold it as long as he did. If I were him, I would have, like, knelt down and got that gathered we up also real for, quick. forget about the fact that the night of the, uh... The talent uh, show? The, the talent show, that she, while looking for Helena, finds this frat with a statue of the founder with black goop coming from his eyes doing some weird... Ritualistic, ritualistic thing. thing. Oh, it's like a cult kind of situation. Yeah. I was kind of curious because, like, she got some black on her hands. Mm-hmm. So, like, what happened to her? I was, I was like, is this going to give her, like, immunity? That would have been a twist. <laughs> that would have been a fun like, twist. You can't hurt me. Yes. I have the black goo. Yeah. <laughs> black goo of protection. So, that was, an, that was, like, I guess an important thing that we need to point out to anyone yeah. kind of listening is that she did observe that happening and she got black goo on her hands. Mm-hmm. By yeah. And the she sees them, like, putting a, a weird hand, like, the weird mark on their head. Yeah, the little triangle on their head. Yeah. this one kid going through it. Uh, also, besides, like, their sorority, um, there's another sorority that, like, you, uh, is one that Lindsay's from. The girl from the beginning that got killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they message uh, Riley after the party uh, the hound show. They're like, I heard you killed it. We're boycotting it. We wish we were there. Yeah, but we, we sorry we didn't boycott it. Or sorry yeah. we boycotted it so we couldn't see it or something like that. So yeah. you get the idea that it's not just this one sorority that takes that, like, issue. That takes <laughs> yeah. issue with this one frat. Yeah. And I, and because like once we get to like all hell breaking loose and stuff like that, you notice that it's they do attack other sororities for being insubordinate women. Yeah, so, uh, Nate shows back up at the house. He comes to apologize. Yeah, and he's like, uh, but, so, no. Oh, so, someone's already, yeah, shit hits the fan prior to him showing shit, up. prior to this. So, uh, Nate leaves, and all three of them, like, hug and are holding each other, and then just a, an arrow. That got me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't even realize what it is. Yeah. In, like, the just goes, and you just hear that thud. Yeah. And you hear another one. And oh, yeah, because, like, the arrow, like, runs past and it cuts uh, Chris's arm. Oh, Chris. Yeah, Chris's yeah. arm. It just, like, it it gets Marnie in the thigh. Arm. Yeah, it gets Marnie in the thigh hard. And then you see the, the black the cloak. The figure. Yeah. They looked a little Death Eater to me. Totally. Yeah, they did kind of look like Death Eaters. 100%. I saw them the first time. I'm like, Death Eaters? <laughs> yeah. I didn't Expelliarmus! Expect- Expelliarmus! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect a... Um, that weapon. Yeah, the crossbow. Like yeah, the bow and arrow that took me by yeah. real surprise. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I like the bow and arrow as a weapon. Like, we've discussed this, like, bow and arrow and crossbows keep being used mm-hmm. in horror films mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. I mean, and, they're kind of terrifying. Yeah. I'm down with it. It's way better than, like, a, we, we, we've covered the machete. The machete mm-hmm. and, like, the chainsaw has been used to death. Let, let's explore some new. Yeah. So they uh, run through the house and they end up getting, they went up the stairs. So, it was funny, speaking of this scene, I literally, because I was sitting next to you, Ella, in the theater, and I just see you up, like, you're flailing your arms angrily, like, what the fuck are they doing? And I just kind of looked at you, like, you okay? What's going on? Because they went up the stairs! Why do you go up the stairs? Like, there is... You know what, though? He was blocking the front door, because that's where he was shooting from. That right area. Yeah, there was, like, another door out. Totally. They shouldn't have gone upstairs. I'm just saying that they couldn't have gone out the house, at least, because that would be my person saying, get the hell out. Yeah, but... I was just like, ah! Yeah, that was frustrating. Uh, so they they run up and they get into like a, it looks like a like supply closet, mm-hmm. and they lock themselves in and uh, they're all freaking out. Marty's cut, and Chris is like, uh, Riley's just kind of like not really functioning. Yeah, 
yeah, she she's still kind of in that catatonic, like, flight state. Mm-hmm. And Chris is like, we need a phone. <laughs> so she sneaks out to go downstairs. And uh, there, there was a really sweet, sweet little scene between Chris and Marty mm-hmm. when they were in the closet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm, like, I'm sorry I've been a bitch to you. And Chris is like, I'm sorry if I'm, like, too aggressive. And she's like, uh, you know, I, I know I drag Nate everywhere, but I really love when it's the four of us. And then it snap, like, clicks into place. Where's Jess? Where's Jess? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So while Riley's sneaking downstairs to find this, uh, Chris sneaks upstairs and finds Jess. Yeah. And what's, what I found kind of interesting, I think Allie's really <laughs> meant to say the same thing. <laughs> I feel a little ganged up. You're both on the couch with, like, the same opinions all rightly over here. <laughs> say they go. Yeah. And I'm Chris, just, like, in my little corner. <laughs> feel a little ganged up no, on. No, no. Um, like, it's funny, because, like, she goes up and she finds Jess's body. But what I found very interesting is they, like, they don't actually, they show her tied up with the Christmas lights, and you can clearly tell that she's dead. But they... She gets halfway turned. She gets halfway turned, and then it cuts to... You see her face. You, yeah, it cuts, no, it cuts to just There's something in Jess's her face. face or it, face. it cuts to Chris's face as her, like, reaction to, like, <gasps> oh my god! But you don't actually see what happened I to her. I thought that was the perfect opportunity for a PG-13 movie to take a moment and be like, but we are a horror movie. Here's like, her jaw ripped out or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. We never saw what happened to yeah. Jess. I'm assuming she got strangled with Christmas lights. We don't know. Which is so great. <laughs> I that, that was that, so interesting. That, I had yeah. the same reaction. I was like, what? They were trying to give this thing an R rating. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no, so speaking of, like, death scenes, I do want to, like, I really want, I really realized that I wanted to go back real quick to Lindsay's death scene. Oh, that was brutal. Um, with the icicle? Mm-hmm. That oh. was a reference to the last, the, the yeah, other Black for, Christmas. For the original. The, the, no, the remake. No, but they also do it in the original. Okay, so they do Someone those. gets stopped with an icicle. Yeah, yeah. Oh. but instead of, so in the, I don't know if it's the same in the original, mm-hmm. but in the remake, an icicle literally falls off the, right. yes, yes, and it is. Impales the roof, the and it pales her in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, when that happened, I was like, <laughs> a fun nod to it. Nod. <laughs> You're fine. So yeah, like when that happened, I was like, yeah, nod. Uh, also, Jess's death scene had me so fucking on edge. Okay, I know. I thought that was really good cinematography. They built the tension when she kept going they back. Did, yeah, going so back to the well. Christmas lights and, and plugging them in, to, like, which is what... so real. When I was doing my Christmas tree, I was like, why are these all expired? Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, like, why are they working? Do lights expire? <laughs> Christmas lights expire. But that tension, just that like yeah. thirty back seconds forth, of back, back and, and forth. forth, and you know, there's someone right there. Mm-hmm. Well, also, you notice the Christmas lights that she pulls out are the ones that he used to kill Diva Cup Girl. Mm-hmm. Friend, mm-hmm. yeah, friend. Yeah. It's the same one he used to strangle her. Also, that shot looks so fucking straight out of Suspiria. Mm. Which when, one? When he runs up when she's walking and there's that shot <gasps> where, like, she opens one door and then goes in the other. And it's just, it's it's a master shot. Yeah. And then another door. And, like, the whole time I'm, like, scanning it because, like, I'm one of those people, like, watching a horror film. Like, where's there a toe out of place mm. or, like, yeah. a shoe that you can't see? Like, I, I claim yeah. this is because it I watched the, the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. So You're always expecting times. something to be in the background, so but like, not every movie is as clever as yeah. Haunting of Hill House. But it was, the, and what, for me, I was just like, 
my like, oh, so I was like the cat. So I was like, off. something better not fucking happen. Oh, to the cat. that's that's all I think. Yeah, about. I'm like, you know they have that website that you can check huh. if an animal yeah. dies in a movie. Yeah, I need to know this website. It's I think is it does the dog die.com or does okay. the animal die and because anytime there's even an indication of an animal showing up, I'm like, pause it, yeah. find out for me, or I'm not watching the movie. I'm yeah. out. No, I literally <laughs> this was what was it the Conjuring? Yes, that, that's the movie yeah. I found the website from because yeah. I was like. Dog dies. I literally texted her. I literally <laughs> texted Ella. I was like, I am not finishing this film if the dog dies. This website and is I for remember you, being actually. like, it's quick. All I can tell you, it's it's quick. No, you're like, no, the dog doesn't die. You're fine. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, if the dog does die, that's, that's cruel. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't the Conjuring. It was something else. That it was. It was something else. You were yeah. asking me about because uh, the conjuring... no, it was Mama. Yeah, it was Mama, because they have uh, the, the little bulldog. Yeah, or, like, I think it's a dachshund. I was like, please tell me the dog doesn't die. She's like, no, you're the fine. fine. I'm like, I would not lie to you, because in The Conjuring, the dog chokes itself. Yeah. And dies. Um, but yeah, so anyway. Claudette's fine. Claudette is fine, yes. <laughs> also, you realize the sounds that she's following aren't Claudette's sounds. No. They're, they're the obviously, killer. which is also interesting, because if you hear the sounds, that means there was multiple people in that house. Already. Oh, yeah. Because it's coming from yeah, different like, points. Yeah, I mean, there were, for sure. There were, yeah. I would say there's probably about, like, three or four guys walking yeah. around that house. Yeah, so at yeah. that point, there are about three or four other people just, in that house just playing cat sounds. Yeah. yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. So, freaky fact. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, the, obviously, okay, so yeah, this scene was heavily influenced by The Exorcist 3. I have not seen The Exorcist 3. And it's Apparently, there's a scene with a garden shear. Oof. Ooh! No! Oh! No! I know what scene you're talking about! Okay. I know what scene you're talking about. There's a scene in Exorcist 3 where they're in a hospital. And uh, one of the doctors walks by and, like, this shadowy, like, cloak player just walks by a garden shear. And you don't actually see the death. Yeah. It's literally just just, just a flowing cloak and and these garden garden shears. Yeah. So. In the infamous garden shear scene, when Fran is walking through the several rooms looking for her cat and a long static shot before the killer suddenly runs out, the camera crash zooms and they start to strangle her from behind. The I know the scene. Before yeah. the scene cuts away. That's the only so, scene from The Exorcist yeah. 3 I actually know we're talking it's, about. It's yeah. a very famous but it's, it's, yeah, it's shocking. Like, they literally just come up behind her and then it cuts away. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So that was a so reference she must to be, the, the director must have been a quite a horror fan. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, when I saw that scene, I'm like, this reminds me. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just all of a sudden, just that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just that. That was just so jarring. <laughs> yeah, and I love just the door opening, the door opening, the door opening, and being like, "Where the fuck is it coming from? Where the fuck is it coming from? Yeah, where, 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 where is he? Where is he? So yeah, then where so, is murderer? Where is murderer? Yeah. Um. So cut back to finding Jess mm-hmm. tied up with yeah. Christmas lights. So uh, Riley gets downstairs, and uh, she's, she's in the kitchen. Or yeah. she's, yeah, she gets to, uh... It's like the living room. The living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nate walks in, mm-hmm. and she's just like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because he's, he's like, I'm trying to apologize, I'm sorry. I'm so, sh- there's this. someone in the house. Marty is hurt real bad. And then he gets the sound, and yeah, then he's, he's like... Well, no, because he's like, I'm really sorry that I was so mean. I had a headache. I had a migraine. I had a migraine. And I never get those. Then he gets it again. And then he gets it again because you literally see him cower in pain as he's holding And you can his hear head. the sound then. And you can, yeah. well, it's like louder. Said, you can yeah, hear it before. You can hear it louder this time. And that's when you're like, why do I hear this ringing? Yeah. 
And then he goes all alpha. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna protect my girls. No one hurts the man I love. Da, 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 or no man? one. <laughs> We're knowing more about Nate. <laughs> <laughs> no one hurts the woman I love. I'm a man, and I'm gonna protect my girls. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> and then uh, Riley and one of the guys wrestle fight, oh. and then she gets the keys. So here's my question: uh-huh. Was that the one, he's the one that cuts her cheek? Right? Yeah, yeah, and, tr- oh, and kisses her. Do yeah. you think that? No, it's a pledge. It's a pledge. Sorry, it's, it's a pledge. not. It's not. No. Josh. no, it's not him or whatever. It's Brian. 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 It's Brian. not Brian. Okay, but, but the way it, he kissed her, I was like, "What the is happening?" Yeah, Ugh. I don't like that at all. scene because it was so like it was so beautifully shot though because mm-hmm. it was literally like the he, cuts he and the slowly it. cuts her. He's slowly I'm gonna make you pretty and a good girl. Like it was yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, like I'm gonna give you some blush and make you a pretty more like a woman. Doll. Be more like a yeah. woman. And then he looks up oh. and you see the mistletoe. Well, no, and and then he just goes in for the kiss. Oh it so was gross. so disturbing. Yeah. It was so fucking disturbing. Um and then so Nate dies and she gets the keys on the guy, which I, I love that they showed that multiple times, is the yeah. keys and the knuckles. Because like, even I, like, I am little Miss Fighty mm-hmm. Fighty Fight Pants. I feel decently comfortable in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays. Before, like, 19-year-old Pam would be like, I can take it. <laughs> but, like, I still do that. Like, if I'm walking, like, a lot of times, especially because it's, it's getting dark outside earlier. If I have to walk Daisy, I always have my key in my knuckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, so, it's a natural thing yeah. now. And I have it, another freaky fact about that one. Oh, um, so at the point in the film, a ring of keys is used as a weapon to fight mm-hmm. against a killer, obviously. Like, there's, and even, like, Lindsay, like, as soon as she hears, like, the footsteps she behind her, the guy behind her, she sees, the keys she's, like, fiddling with her keys to make them go into her knuckles, so yeah. she does the little Wolverine claws. This is a reference to a feminist talking point of a vulnerable woman being forced to carry their keys as a weapon while going out at night alone. Yeah. I felt so bad, too, for her, because, Lindsay, in the beginning, because, do you ever, I'm sure you do, but sometimes when you watch someone, like, you know they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like, a yeah. scene, and you're like, would I have done this the same way? Like, oh, did she do everything shit. she could? She did everything she possibly yeah. could she to get out of that. Doors. Immediately tried, did the door. Yeah, she, like, tried to, like, get attention on the people in the house, like, help by Yeah, being. she really tried. That's why I broke my heart, because yeah, sometimes like, people she... are, sometimes in these movies, they depict the women of doing things that, like, no, that wasn't the first thing you should do. Yeah. And she immediately, you should, we, ah. we, but I think that's, that's kind of a good point about showing Lindsay dying in the beginning, is she does everything. She yeah. does everything she could possibly do, but she still gets screwed over. Yeah, in the end and she still yeah. she even tries like she, she tries calls. so hard to fight. She, she she tries so hard. She gets the the, the hockey stick and is hitting yeah. him with the hockey stick. She grabs a weapon. She grabs the keys. Ugh. She tries to call her friend. Yeah, she did everything she could. That was heartbreaking. Like she she, she seemed she, like a sweet girl. I don't know. Yeah. I struggled with that. It was the first death. But she like, does got everything me right, and I think that, that that says something about the idea. Um, you know, uh, there, there's always that thing uh, we watch, you know, a promising uh, young woman of like, oh, like this is the outfit. Oh, if you're drunk, you get raped. Or if you're wearing this kind of outfit, you get raped. And people understand, like, women get raped in sweatshirts and t-shirts. Yeah. Going to their laundry. It's not It's not just a, oh, you're wearing a skimpy outfit, so you're asking for it. Mm-hmm. it this happens to every woman, every nationality, every race, every religion, every... Doesn't matter what the fuck Every, anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get raped in your apartment, you can get raped on the subway, you can get raped in your laundry room, you can get raped walking home, and you can do everything right. And, uh, there was a case about a year or two ago, I forget where it was, but it was, uh, a girl in college was raped by a boy, immediately went to the hospital, did the rape kit, filed a police report, 
did everything, was convicted, and got zero prison time. She did everything right. Yeah. She immediately went to the hospital. She kept her clothes on. She mm-hmm. filed the police report. She took a statement. She literally took out her phone in the hospital to record mm-hmm. everything she could remember in that moment. Oof. Did all of the right channels, all the right stuff, and at the end they're like, we can't ruin this boy's life. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. You can do everything right. You can do every single fucking thing right and still get killed. Yeah. And I think it sets up that kind of nihilism of, like, this is what we're fighting against. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting, because the more we're delving into this, the more I'm, like, certain points during the movie, I felt like it was a little too on the nose. Mm -hmm. But the more we're talking about it, I'm like, no, there was subtleties throughout. I think that when you actually take time to discuss and we're Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, there's a lot of layers to this movie. It It could very easily be depicted or, you know, interpreted as a very just, like, oh, like go women, we're going to get the men. Like, yeah. But there's, like, a lot of, like... Different layers. In it that yeah. I never really thought about until we're talking about it now. I think yeah. And then, like, Gotta give know, this movie more credit. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. Uh, kind of going back a little bit to discussing the fact that it's not just their sorority that's being attacked. Yeah. So, like, meanwhile, yeah. you know, while all hell is breaking loose at their other... at their, their sorority, our favorite... My favorite character, I mean, I, I think... I probably identify a little bit more with Riley... Uh-huh. But I also kind of identify a little bit with Marty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Marty. Also, uh, are you talking about the phone call scene? Yeah. Like, right, but, well, right before that, she dies. And I, we both, we all, like, the three of us kind of went, oh, Marty. Well, because Chris and, and, so they've taken down who they think the killer is. Yeah. They've taken down one of the guys. And Marty and Chris come down, and she's like, I killed him, but made, and then Marty is, like, I'm sobbing, mad, yeah. and like, oh my god. And they get to see the other killer, mm-hmm. who's just kind of standing there. He doesn't seem to have a weapon. No, he's just standing there. He's like, my turn. And <laughs> yeah. he, she just, I love that that she picks up the hatchet. Yeah. And kind of just hides it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she's kind of, and she she starts going for it. She's she's holding it up like she's ready. Yeah. She like hides it behind him and she's like antagonizing him and she's like, you're just, you know, like. You think you're all that, whatever, blah, 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 but we're going to fucking get you. Yeah. It's the end. We've got you. Yeah. And then... And he literally takes her, because at that point, she's holding up the hatchet, and she's ready to, like, swing it at him. She swings it at him. He takes Uh, her hand and just... Right in her stomach. And I'm like, no, Marty! And then uh, Chris and Riley run into the kitchen... This was probably one of my favorite scenes. Jurassic Park. It was yeah, so it was Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, the Jurassic, like, literally Jurassic Park <laughs> reference right there, like, hiding from the raptors. Yeah. And, and during this scene that's going on in the kitchen where they're hiding from the killer, Marty is is desperately in her last breath. She's trying to help her sister. Reach out for her phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that, because, like, even in, like, her dying breath, because literally before she before swings, she, she, she says, says we called the, no, we called the police. You're already, you're gone. But no, but when she swings the hatchet, she, she yells, run. run. Yeah. Because she was like, I, I think she, part of her probably was like, I might not get out of this. Yeah, yeah. and she's so fueled by, like, Nate's dad. And she wanted, mm-hmm. she loved that they were, she remember her whole comment about one of her favorite animals being an ant, because they're, Cause, like, strong. Yeah. They she's work like, together. we're, we're, we're together. gonna work together. Yeah. So she was being, like, she, the whole point oh, is she's like, you can't kill an ant because they're a unit. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a cute, like. And I like that, that that kind of goes along with. The idea of feminism and sisterhood and women in general, mm-hmm. of you can't 
oppress women. You cannot take down women. Like, I don't care what it is if, I, like, we've all done this. We've been at a bar, and you see one girl getting hit on, and she's all alone. Every girl I know will walk up and be like, dude, where have you been? Come on! We've been waiting for mm-hmm. you. Help you you'll just immediately be like... Or if a girl comes over and says, hey, can I just, I just need to talk to you guys. So like, like, yeah, like, that I is need your to long pretend. lost sister. Yeah. You are so excited to see yeah, her. You are real. hugging her. You are putting her in the middle of the group. <laughs> or at clubs, if a girl yeah. kind of, you know, will try to dance with, like, a group of girls. Something you're like, swoop and bring the girl yeah, in the center. Because totally. obviously she's trying to get away from another guy. Yeah, like, yeah. women are ants. We will, if we see someone in danger, we, yeah. we colonize. It was, it was, yeah. a, it was a, that's a fun little analogy that they yeah. went with there. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But uh, what, okay, so, so yeah, Riley, I mean, not Riley, um, yeah, Marty, sacrifices Marty, Marty sacrifices herself and she's reaching like at her last breath for the last, last breath for the phone <laughs> while Chris and Riley are in the kitchen. And another moment of that is Chris says, run for the hallway. Yeah. And don't stop. Like she's about to like, be so, like, I'll so, sacrifice so, myself. Yeah, so at I don't this know. point, like Marty sacrificed herself. Like, it, it's just going down the ladder of, like, mm-hmm. every girl is, like... Make it to the hallway. Run as fast as you can. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll die for you. I'll, I'll die for my sisters. I'll die for this person. Yeah. It's, it's that... Such a head... I think such a strong, like, sisterhood. Not even just that, but, like, with just women. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's bigger. You're in this, your sorority. You're your best friend. Yeah. But, like, so as I say, like, so you get to Marty calling... She tries to call. You don't see that. You just see her get the phone. Yeah, and then it cuts to uh, the cop and the like little security office of the college, and he gets a dispatch. And he gets a dispatch call saying from nine one one saying we just got a call for intruders in the house. Intruders in the house for like this 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 address. And you think it's Marty. And you think it's Marty. Yes. And then he drives over. Well, no. Then it goes back to the ending of the Chris and Riley fight. Where Chris gets grabbed by the guy because they go over and that gorgeous shot where they're sneaking around and they just see his shoes. Oh yeah, that, when that, he's that, like, that got me. Yeah, I, uh, like uh, he's because he's he's, he's like he's perched on the counter. They hear the door open and shut. Yeah, and then so they she's think just he's like gone. He's like, yeah, he was quiet. He was. Well, they even say later on that the, the they're stuff supernatural. Gives them, like supernatural. supernatural powers. Yeah. So they go and uh. <sighs> He ends up choking out Chris, and uh, Riley Strip picks up, like, the uh, carving knife, and mm-hmm. just, they both just stab him. Yeah, yeah they're just, like, ripping into him. And then you cut to the cop arriving at another sorority. Because, oh, well, yeah, because they're stabbing him, yeah, and then it opens the door, and it's the girl in the beginning with the dreadlocks over a guy with a pair <laughs> of, like, fabric scissors. Yeah, she's like, ah! Yeah. And then she just kind of looks at him like, uh. And then he immediately gets shot. Yeah. And then he's like, because he's about to like literally go like, what the fuck just happened? And then he gets shot. Yeah. And so, that's your first window of being like, oh. Oh, it's not just. Just a sorority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bigger. So Riley and Chris um, are like, we got to get out. 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 Um, And. And it's worth noting that when they do kill the guy that after the, I'm calling it the Jurassic mm. Park scene, yeah. but that whole thing, um, that it's worth noting that they're both like, why is there black goo all over me? It's black yeah, goo. that's really notice it's not blood because they turn on the lights. Yeah, yeah, they turn back and also they take off the mask and Riley recognizes mm-hmm. the killer from, from Jurassic the- Park as the, uh, the pledge. Yeah, mm-hmm. as the pledge that was fumbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
Riley at this point is like something's going on here. Yeah, it has to do with the fret. It's it something and, and Chris something just like, weird I don't with the fret. She's like, I don't care. Let's just fucking go. It's yeah. not the fret, but I don't care. Let's just go. So uh, at this point, another killer shows up. So they're running to the car, trying to get the heck out of there, yeah, and then another and, guy with an arrow. Yeah, and uh, who's terrible aim, by the way. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Riley grabs the, the the snow shovel. Yeah. The, the baby pink snow shovel. Yeah, baby pink snow shovel. Uh, and they get in the car and they get away. And, uh... And they're, like, they're kind of, like, they're, you, at this point, like, Riley and Chris are kind of having an argument about... Yeah, because she's... This whole thing. Because Chris is like, we just need to go to the cops. Just go to the cops. And Riley's like, we just killed three people. Yeah, there's no way that they're gonna fucking believe us. It was self-defense. Wait, they did They say there were three dead bodies. Who... Did they kill another one? No, there's, she's saying, I think there's three dead bodies in the house. I think Nate is oh, one Nate of them. Oh, Nate and yeah, Martha. Like, I, was, I was like, I think they only killed two of the masked assailants in the house. Yeah, but she's saying there's three dead, three that Men. she knows of. Dead bodies. Because she doesn't know about Jessica. Jesse. Yes, yeah. upstairs. Um, but yeah, so she's like, there's three dead bodies in the house. They're not going to fucking believe us. She's and like, she well, bring- it was self-defense. And she brings up the fact that. that I brought, yeah, she brings up the fact when she was raped. She went to the cops. Yeah. And they didn't believe her. So what's going to mean they believe us this time? Yeah. And I think that's a good point about, like, this, like, how I was talking about this earlier, is uh, when people say, like, you know, there was the Kavanaugh thing where this woman came forth, like, 40 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many accounts, but people go, like, oh, women would, like, why don't women just come forward? Why don't women just say anything? Well, I really just mentioned a case where a woman came forward, did everything perfect, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Or so how many times yeah. women come forward. Uh, the woman who uh, testified against Brett Kavanaugh, she's under, uh, like, witness protection now. Mm-hmm. Because people were, like, physically trying to murder her. Wow. You look at this. Like, you come forward. Yes, you want to come forward. You want to do the right thing. You want. Are you risking your career? Are you risking your profession, your education, your life to come forward? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, yeah, like coming forward about rape, you think it's easy until you have to repeat the 27th time you were raped and then have somebody be like, yeah, but he seems like a nice guy, so we're just going to let him go. Yeah. So you get that idea of like, you know, as women, we see this so much that it we don't bring it forward. And that's, a, I think, a great point of that scene is her being like, Chris, who obviously, like, hasn't been raped or, like, assaulted, is thinking, oh, yeah, we can just go to this, do the, do the right thing, do what we're supposed to do. And Riley is like, why? Life's not that pretty. And yeah. Tied up in a bow. It's not going to work as well as you think. And that's kind of the time where Riley becomes the, the realistic fighter. Mm-hmm. Where Chris starts just doing the, the flee, run away, and Riley just gets this, like... Pull over. Yeah, pull over. I'm done. I'm not running. I'm not fighting. No one's gonna believe us. No one's gonna take care of this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. She's done. Yeah. Um. So Lily Riley takes off into the night. <laughs> with her complete with her baby pink, shovel. pink <laughs> snow shovel. And then Glandon shows up with a poinsettia and a little. Like thing, it's a little potted poinsettia, and I don't know why this just—it makes me so happy the fact that he's just following her. He wouldn't let go of that flower. A little fucking poinsettia. <laughs> it, it almost reminded me uh, in Frozen Two mm-hmm. when uh, 
Anna and Kristoff re-meet at the yeah. end. When it's it's not a spoiler. <laughs> la, la, la. But they, they, they come back together at the end. And when he sees her, it's not, I'll protect you, I've got this. you. Mm-hmm. It's, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, go here. And he's just like, all right. There's mm-hmm. not a conversation. There's not a, no, that's not safe, not a good idea. It's just, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Got it. And I feel like that's very Landon in that scene. Mm-hmm. It, he literally says, what do you need for me? Yeah. Yeah. What and can she, I do for you? And she's like, do you mean it? You actually want to help? <laughs> yeah. She literally, that's what she says. She's like, you really want to help? Yeah. Because obviously she's cut. She's got blood. Yeah. She's got black goo and everywhere. Like, the way she says it too, she's like, you really want to help? Like, like just. I'm going to murder them Yeah, all. like. And murder. you're down? <laughs> yeah, like, Are you down for murder? Like, murder. You murder face, gruff voice, just yeah. like, shit's gonna go down. Are you sure you're ready for this? Are you sure you're ready for murder? I'm ready for murder. Are you ready for a side of murder? <laughs> um, so they, they get there, and they're getting towards the house. And she's like, I need, no, she says, I need you to distract them. Yeah. But before they actually get to the house, it cuts back to Chris, Chris driving the car, and then she sees the other. She pulls by the sorority house. That yeah, she's the, the flashing lights. Yeah, and the girls are like, "Let us in!" Yeah, and they're like, "Help!" And she, we need to band together. And then you get this great scene with Chris. Uh, it's like a moment where, like, the one of the other killers. Okay, I have a question. How many sorority houses have high-powered bows and arrows? Because it seems to be all of them. You mean the fraternity house? What would no. you mean? Because the other sorority guy also has a bow and arrow. Yes, he's in frat house. But he's from the fraternity house. Oh, are they they, pro- did the fraternity just arm them with bows and arrows? Probably. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're going on a spree. It's so, for murder. You, you get this scene where she, they're like, drive, drive, drive. And she grabs it and then looks in her rear view. Oh, yeah. Oh, why didn't we get to see, though, like a crap? Again, I feel like it's just, it's that like. Implied. It's that implied cutting away. Where she's like. Yeah. Yeah, you know she just really went... She do, went do, reverse. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, true. You do the five tramples. Yeah, 100%. I don't want you dead. I want you to be a pancake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like, fun. you are not coming back from this, so, you so son of a bitch. That, in that moment, you get the idea that Chris... Chris is back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the fear has... And I think for something about Chris, it's when the girls come in and she kind of gets to have that... Sisterhood thing. She, so she gets her leadership. sisterhood back. And she also, I feel like, has that thing, like, I know for me... If I go to something scary and I have you, mm-hmm. or, like, if I were to go with you or Josh, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I will feel no fear. Mm-hmm. I will be bald. If I go and do something by myself where I'm, like, I'm alone and I don't kind of have to get into that, like, leadership, like, caretaker mentality, I'm a scared little shit. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, no. And it's not, like, being by myself. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't have something to protect. Yeah. So it's, like, when Ash is here, because Ash is scared of a lot of things that I'm not... <laughs> I can, yeah, yeah. I can immediately get that big sis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to put my arm around her, and I'm going to take care of her, and I'm going to make sure, like, she is okay. When I'm by myself, I really watched in theaters The Village years and years and years ago. <laughs> and I watched it alone in a theater, which was fucking terrifying. So all that little running skittering mm-hmm. actually sounded like somebody was running around the theater. Mm, yeah. Uh, I ended up uh, talking to my icy. I'm just trying to... <laughs> like, I was just like, I need something. Trying to cope in any way you can. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, Icy. We're going to be okay, Icy. That big man in the red cloak is not going to get you. It's okay. I'll I need, stop it. I needed something to yeah. try to protect. And it was in that moment, was my Icy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think Chris gets that moment again. Yeah. Where she's like, I got to protect them. 
And now we gotta go protect Riley because I just left I her. I just ditched because her. I, because I wussed out. So. Mm-hmm. so I gotta go do, and she gets that, she yeah. gets that bolster. Yeah. Uh, then it goes back to her Yeah, Landon, yeah. Uh, yeah, you go for this one. Yeah, so it goes back to Landon being a distraction. The whole time he break like, he gets in, she lets him in. She's like, I'm gonna go around the back or yeah. whatever. She lets him in, and the whole time, Landon is holding the poinsettia during his breaking and entering. He's so adorable with it. He just, and he keeps saying, uh, you've been Zeta, which I guess yeah. is his rap. Yeah, like, he's, pra- he's trying to practice, like, what he's gonna say when he, like, confronts him. Like, you've been Zeta. No, that, that sucks. Yeah, he's so You, cute. you've been zeta you, you farts. No, that's even worse. And then he looks down, like, it cuts to, like, his, his, his DJ mix. equipment. And he, he, actually, he actually gets pissed. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, what the fuck did they do? Okay, now I'm pissed. Sets the poinsettia down, starts crashing shit. You fucking dicks! You messed with my equipment! No, 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 like, I do like the fact that he delicately puts the poinsettia yeah, down. Yeah, he's just like... I don't know why my message... like, this is for Riley. At the end now of back this to the film, distraction. Yeah. I'm really sad that we didn't get a scene of, like, Landon, like, running into the other room to grab the poinsettia. <laughs> oh, that have been a cute little tie, yeah. Him and his poinsettia. Yeah. My favorite couple in this movie, Landon and his poinsettia. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, then he's just kind of like thrashing the entire place, causing a distraction while Riley goes to in. To look. But what yeah. I actually find interesting is you, at this point, that's the first time you've heard another frat mentioned. Yeah. So the idea is now at this point, we have an idea because we've only met one member of it, mm-hmm. but we can, like, summarize that there's an entire frat of just geeky, nervous, little tech boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like that because, yes, there's this asshole frat, but there is also a fraternity of just... Sweet, darling, little Hufflepuff nerd boys. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like the idea I can, I can like, you know, have this other frat in my head that's like <laughs> the sweetheart frat, mm-hmm. and it's the good one. Yeah. Because not all men, I'm doing quotation marks, you can't see this, this is a podcast. <laughs> but it's an idea of like, yes, these are assholes, but there are people that are not like that. Yeah. They exist in this world, too. And then you get the moment of... Like, the frat shows up, and he's like, you've been Zeta, and they're like, Zeta's, that's not a frat. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No, yeah, they say something like, they're like, that. you guys are a We know frat. you're not in that frat, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you, we know you're not in that frat. <laughs> but you can pledge our frat. <laughs> yeah, and they literally, yeah, so that's what they say, is like, you're not in that frat, but you can pledge us, and he's just like, oh, shit. Shit. But and then, then he, he gets the headache. Yeah, well, no, because, like, yeah, he's just like, uh, okay. Because they're all, like, surrounding yeah, him. Yeah, and then and you hear the, the beeping cloaks. and he gets the headache. Yeah. Because, like, when they walk up, I like the fact that he's, like, genuinely, like, confused. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, like, why are you all in cloaks? Yeah. What is going on? Like, I was just expecting a few drunk guys to be like, what the fuck are you doing, asshole? Yeah. Not, like, eyes wide shut party. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, and they take uh, him, and at this point, Riley gets knocked over. Mm-hmm. Because she gets snuck upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she wakes up in the frat. Common room? The ritual room. The ritual, ritual room. room, yeah. Yeah, I think Josh has mentioned, like, there's ritual rooms that's just, like, for certain practices. Yeah. Uh, I was always like, all hail Cthulhu. <laughs> He's like, no way. Uh, so you find out that Carrie L's in leading this frat. Uh, they moved the founder's head to this room and then it started bleeding black goo, and then they found out... So, this is where it... 
This, this is where it takes a weird twist. I it's think weird... it could have done without this whole supernatural element, and yeah. I still would have believed all of it. Do you know, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? But it was like, now they're possessed because they have the black goo that we happened to figure out was a thing. I'm like, it, so this this, this belief thing... hasn't been a thing when he raped her three years ago? Like, that wasn't, you didn't yeah. all feel this way then? It's just because you found the black goo, so now you were like, I don't but know. I think, I think they all had that idea, yeah. which the black goo allowed them to possess their pledges i don't know well i almost think well, I it think was kind it, of like i almost like it i almost think like that the whole them like the black goo giving them supernatural powers was kind of like if you think about it like it was might have been a ploy it wasn't real yeah but their eyes but were like, red. that's true their eyes do their eyes go red, red and yeah. they greet they bleed black so yeah so obviously. i think they legit it, it was it was a real yeah. thing, it, well, but that's it, the only thing I just I took the realism a little bit out of the movie for me because I was it, like it I would been just, so real. Yeah, did you mention early on that he was involved in black magic? Yeah, we forgot a big part. Riley finds somebody. Oh yeah, Riley finds somebody. Riley Helena. Riley finds Helena tied up in the room. Because that's how she gets hit over the head. Oh yeah, because she's he's Helena and she's tied up and, and she's, she's like, like, oh my god, oh, you're that like, bitch. Yeah, and she's like, oh my god, you're alive. Like I and, and she's like, help me, I'm so scared. scared. Uh, I don't think scared. anybody would ever hear me. Yeah. Uh, and then she unties she, her and then she gets a smile. She gets like this evil smile while you see one of the guys creeping up behind. Yeah, Riley. and you're just like, what is happening? So oh my that's god, that's how Riley gets taken. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was an important thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was, was very like, important. That's we your forgot. first. You find Helena's a not dead, and yeah. B she's totally in working cahoots. with the fraternity. In yeah. yeah, she's in cahoots with the fraternity, which brings us back to where we were. So yeah, to the well, no, which brings us back to the rape scene. Uh, whether or not it was real. Well, and by that we mean, if, if you're listening, we're referring to in the beginning, beginning when, when we, Helena when and she Matt. stumbled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When they were yeah, right before they did stumbled. the talent show, and mm-hmm. it was just a little. And she was very drunk. Questionably, whether or not it's real now, because now we know she's in cahoots with the fraternity. Mm-hmm. So, I still think I do think I think that because she's so submissive that she, I think it was real, but I think she would have gone through let the, let the guy do it because yeah. she. Was being a good woman. I think maybe quote because unquote, she was drunk, you know. she said no. That's an interesting. That, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's kind I, of a fucked up idea. It's like her sober would have never said no, but her drunk was able to like have some form of like mm-hmm. self worth and be like, no, I don't want this. See, for me, she never actually. Oh, sorry, I've like interrupted you three times. <laughs> for me, I think it was like the whole time they were grooming her. So I think it was a grooming situation. Well, because she doesn't say, like, I didn't want this, I didn't do, cause she just holds the blanket. Yes, but what I'm saying by, like, the grooming situation is, so when, like, when Riley comes back and she finds out that all of these objects have been collected, she sees her clip. Mm-hmm. And what, and, uh, Helena even says, thanks for the clip. Mm-hmm. And then she does that little, like, <laughs> like, oops, smile thing. So what I think is, I think the frat was grooming her the entire time. Riley so she, or no Helena? Helena. Oh, so I didn't agree. Like I think she was being like they were sending her text messages. So like, like for instance, um, there's like a huge thing right now with um, the musical artist Billie Eilish. Yeah. Talking to Drake or some like some rapper. Oh yeah, the fact like, that like, the Drake under- was like sending her like very sexually explicit like DMs and yeah. Stuff so like it's that. just like this like she's sixteen. Yeah. 
And it's just this, like, whole grooming situation. And, but like, you see that a lot. And, yeah. And especially, like, uh, like, pedophiles and stuff like that where, like, a pedophile will, like, find somebody at, like, the age of four. They may not rape them till much older, but they'll start to groom. And, the, and she is the little sister. Mm-hmm. So they might have scoped her out when she was a freshman. And that's what I'm thinking, is this whole time they were grooming her for this situation. So that rape scene could have been, like, a, like you said, Allie, could have probably been, like, a legitimate rape scene. But at the same time, she's kind of like... She would have never said she no. Would have, she would have never said no. She just kind of... This is part of their plan. This is what they want. They so died. she was submissive the whole time. Like, she was in on it the whole time. I agree. I, I agree. She was... I agree. I, I think that's... I think we're all on the same page with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just... I, I think it, you bring up an interesting point, though, where, like, she was kind of saying no. And I think it's maybe because she was so drunk. That yeah, because she she's like, wait a minute. This, this doesn't feel quite... Like, I'm, I'm on board with all this, but, like, wait, this actually... Is I this really exactly how it should be going? Yeah, yeah like I don't like this feeling right yeah. now. This hurts a little. This this this, this feels weird. This feels weird. Yeah, it, it, it might have honestly just been pain. Mm-hmm. He might have like been physically hurting her, and she's like, "No, I don't like the hurt." Yeah, like I'll, you can it's you weird. can rape me. That's fine, but I don't like pain right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something but, like that. She was but, such a weird character. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I I like that because you do see that. Mm-hmm. Like there are women out there for Trump. Like, there are women who, uh, you know, they make the point, like, in the beginning when it's the, the thing Cariels is reading about, like, women need to be submissive to men, men are greater than women, women need to do this and this and this, and she's like, well, of course he wrote it. And he's like, that's a bad point. It was a woman that wrote this. And that is a legitimate thing. I have met women who, like, truly and deeply believe that we are meant to be barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what we are meant to be. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a little disturbing, because I'm just like... So in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> I can't comprehend She who it. shall not be named. Yes, yeah. she who shall not be named. Uh, like, this is what we're supposed to do, and, like, my job, my husband should love me the best above our children, and I need to be this, and a woman should take a back seat. A woman should just support her man and what her man wants to do. That kind of idea. So I feel like it's a good representation of that thing that does exist. Mm-hmm. I think it was just maybe jarring and yeah. put in a setting where every other woman is like so, so in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So it was like shocking when it kind of. But came I feel in like you kind like, of needed that. You needed the opposite. Yeah, because the opposite not, just, woman. We we discussed this in Anna the Apocalypse with uh, what's her, uh, the best friend Lily mm-hmm. of like. In the movie, like, Anna fights and Steph fights, but Lily never fights. Yeah. She never takes up arms. She never fights mm-hmm. against zombies. And that's good, because not every woman is a warrior. Mm-hmm. Not every woman is a feminist. Mm-hmm. That That's the yeah. reality you of it. You have, like, in, in, not in like the case of Anna the Apocalypse, she was the protector. Yeah, she, she protected was, uh, her boyfriend, the grandmother. Yeah, she, she was comfortable hiding and, like, trying to protect people. She wasn't going to go out there and try and fight. So in this film, you get a bunch of women that are feminists, and they're strong, and they're powerful. There will always be a woman who goes, no, I think men are better than us, and we need to do this. Mm-hmm. And if you show just powerful women, you're just showing one side of the scale. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it made it better at the end to be like, and of course she gets her comeuppance. She, she does. does. She that does. was a satisfying fucking death. <laughs> yeah. That was a 
it was, I, like, it was funny though because she like had that moment of like because like the guys were like all women need to be compliant right sweetie and she goes uh-huh and then she kind of like like i think riley says something or something like that but then she's like, a traitor like, yeah she calls she's face. like you're a traitor uh, so yeah like she spits in her literally spits in her face and then riley's like you're a fucking traitor and then she backs up and she's like how like how's that like she still has that like ma- like not maniacal but like that like almost mechanical smile just like very, very, uh, Uncanny Valley, Stepford Wivey. Yeah. And then, uh... She turns around and she sees her little, like, name... No, that's message. later. Yeah? Well, it's close. It's somewhere around there. Yeah. No, it's... Like it, it's... It, that's not what it is. Because she backs up and she thinks she's safe. Yeah. yeah. She she has zero fear. And then, uh, Ryan comes out. Mm. And he's like, you're gonna bow to me. You're gonna fucking bow to me. Time out. It wasn't to him. It was to whoever the... It who, was, who was that guy? That it, she was I don't know. It was like some random. I think it was like the deity, or who? something. Like the guy because there was you like, will bow to the king. He you said will, yeah. something like he was that. like you will you bow, bow to, the... to the king, and then oh, the door. Was... No, oh, that was just a random like. I thought just... that was so strange. It should have been him, right? Yeah, no, it should have been think Brian. It was, just, it was just a random killer because Brian's the guy's talking to her. Right? No, but I'm saying, but I think it should have been Brian. It's just literally it's the executioner. Yeah, yeah. He says like that because he's like bow to me. Yeah, bow to me. Yeah, and she's like no, and he's like all right, we'll have to show you what we're capable of. And he walks in and he walks oh, past right. her. Yeah, he walks Ooh. past her to Helen. And then she's like walking back and then she sees it. Yeah. Because at this point... Uh, she's like, when did that get there? Because at this point, they really don't care about her. But Brian is so egocentric, he needs her to bow to him. Yeah. He needs the woman that fought against him, that slandered his name. He needs her to bow. Yeah. Um, so... He walks right past the, whoever and the deity or whoever they're, mm-hmm. they're, he, he's the trying, trying to make her bow to, walks right past Riley. And just snaps Helena's neck. Yep. It was it was so quick and so just like, she's like, but, but, punk, dead. I was just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> that was. So uh, we're getting to the scene and finally, like, the they all turn around and it's. Riley's end. She's in the center. She gets that on her knees. Yeah, and she's like, I will, she's like, I'll bow, I'll bow. Well, no, she bows to grab her hair clip. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't realize that. Yeah, and yeah. she, she, because I initially back. was like, what? She's, she's like, like, what? You're <laughs> missing? But, because like, uh, for me, like, I knew, like, I was like, she's got a plan. Yeah, there can't, she can't just be giving up. Yeah. Anymore. No way. So I was like, Riley's got a plan. So she bow, like, also, just I'll if, bow. if they took the clip, if she took the clip off the altar, why was it still coming for her? Because the pledge. No, I think that was just a way for the pledges to find them. It was. Uh, it was not like if 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 they break that, then they break the want to kill her. It's not. I don't think no, it's connected she did, to that. She way. didn't break the clip. She used it as a weapon. Yeah, but she pulled it off the. Yeah, altar. I think that was just. Yeah. That's how they. That's, that's how, how they, they figured the pledges out. Pledges who have no idea who Riley even is probably. Yeah, are able to like. Be, it's like a beacon, like a tracking yeah, device. Like this is her clip. Like, <laughs> but she. Uh, can you smell it? And yeah. Then he'll find <laughs> like, her. Smell it and find her. <laughs> she scratches Brian across. Face. Oh, he was such a little like wussy. <gasps> oh, oh my face! <laughs> I love that. Rowell. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the face, not, not, the face. <laughs> not the face, not the face, yes. not my preening arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but they end up grabbing her, and then pretty much uh, Carol's is like see no evil, mm-hmm. and they all turn. And that's when you see Landon start to break. Yeah, the yeah. control because they know that he knows Riley's about to kill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then like one of the pledges like. Bro, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> but you can tell his voice is back to normal. Yeah. Like, he's broken out of it. Yeah. And Riley's just there, and she's being choked. And then you just hear that same lovely sound of, 
<laughs> and he just goes down and you open the door Loved and it. it's all of the sisters including one of them wielding a menorah that was my favorite absolutely the jew girls were like <laughs> honestly i've dropped a menorah on my foot a couple times that shit's heavy no, yeah. that was great she she did some damage with that menorah too yeah. so it was, that was so the- i Okay, as a proud so Jewish I, I know, woman, I, I was, I was like, you better wheel that yeah. menorah. Yeah, wheel that menorah proudly. <laughs> wheel that menorah proudly. Okay. So, uh, second favorite weapon. My yeah. first favorite weapon was the candy, the spiked candy cane yeah. decoration from uh, and the Apocalypse. Second favorite, menorah. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, it's got, you know, it's got a, some power to it. I gotta go blunder from your next. Uh, oh well, that's, that was a good death. Like that, that was, was a good great death. death scene. That's not necessarily a weapon that we. I'll, I'll, I'll just take a blunder to people. <laughs> How are you gonna plug, you have to plug it in though? That's true. Powder wrap or random blunder? Yeah. They have I, to be I, out there somewhere. I just have a random little power pack. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's it's such a fucking and like I love it because like this whole film's been not super bloody, and then you just get like. Clash of the Titans death battle. Mm-hmm. Like, a motherfucker gets impaled with a sled. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's awesome. A girl just takes a sled. <laughs> yeah, like, just shit's going down. And then, like, we go to, like, I mentioned it earlier, the scene where, like, Riley and Chris finally meet up again together. And she's oh. like, I know it's not the time to say I told you so, but I fucking told you so. No, she says, I know uh, it's not the best time, but you can say I told you so. Yeah. Because Riley's saying it to her. Yeah. He's like, okay, but I told, told you so. <laughs> and then, and like, then they both, like, you know, like, they're both, like, they're, like, they turn to each other and they're talking, and then they go back to back to, like, hit fight. it. Like, fight together. And then she says, I t- uh, but I told you so. And yeah. then, like, at that moment, you and I just kind of look at, yep. Mm. And then at that point, everybody is just like, it's a brutal combat it's a scene. Brutal it's, yeah. it's funny. It's like, I mean, it's not funny, but it kind of is. Because yeah. like, there's it's, someone handling someone with the slaying of Menorah. So it's yeah. just really brutal. And then you see Riley, Riley run to the statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gets taken, uh, she gets grabbed by Brian. Mm-hmm. And it literally is a shot for shot flashback of when she was raped. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she's pinned yeah, because she's pinned him or she's pinned down by him and it's he's literally... putting weight on her, his breasts in her ear. Mm-hmm. And what I think is she actually sees one of the girls get killed. Mm-hmm. Or get close. I don't think any of them die, but like yeah. she sees someone almost dying and getting choked out or yeah, something. Yeah. She, and she gets that moment and then she just screams and flips adrenaline him. just mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that scene yeah. so much of just like even with everything going on, literally being put in a sing-zack situation with a sing-zack person that you were raped at. But coming out on top, literally but, and figuratively. Yeah, and then she literally takes his head and bashes it into the stairs. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. <laughs> and she runs up and she picks up the... Gooey statue. The gooey statue. Carrie st- freaks out. She's like, no, don't you understand? We will ruin society. And if you break him, you'll break yourself. <laughs> she I don't know why I sounded like Bane. No, that was actually kind of... <laughs> That was like, great. I love that. Like, if you see her be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you break, if you break men, you'll also break women. So and, you'd be breaking yourself. Yeah. Like, There's nothing you can do that can ever break us. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's yeah. this really powerful thing. We will like, never be broken. We, that's yeah, what she said. It, we will never be broken and just shatters. Shatters. Yeah. And all of the men are like, ah. Uh, running out, and uh, Chris picks up, like, the little lantern thing. Oh, also, we forgot that Landon goes against Matt. Mm-hmm. Landon's got a oh, straight-up, yeah, like, fight scene. Like, yeah. Landon shows some balls. He's like, fuck up, I'm non-violent, but I'll take you out. <laughs> and Chris 
throws the thing and says, suck it, Cariel's. <laughs> and they strip bar the door. With a paddle. Yeah. With, With the fraternity paddles. panels. Yeah, they strip it. Paddles, like, mm, your own fraternity seals your death. And they strip leave them to die. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are pledges in there. There is, like, everybody is in there. And it's not like they run out of the house and the house collapses. No, it's just like they're just an inferno inside. And And we're going to seal you in. Because guess what? Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And that is when the movie ends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It ends on just a shot of Riley's face. Like, the whole, like, basically the final girl shot. Yeah. Where it's just like goop covered blood Good. she's got like, she's got her scratches are still bleeding and she's got like just yeah disheveled I, I did want to bring up one thing about this film uh before we get into like our top scores and kind of mm-hmm. uh that i really nobody really in this film was um like you know like how in uh the remake of it mm-hmm. all the girls look the same they all look like abercrombie and fitch models right yeah. they kind of had buck tea yeah, I, was, right. was, I was thinking the same exact thing. There wasn't yeah. a lot of makeup yeah. on any of the girls. None of the girls were done up. None of them, like, most of them were wearing, like, high-waisted mom jeans and, like, mm-hmm. t-shirts. Nobody was sexualized at all on this. Yeah, it but was But nobody very... looked, like, all the actors were really good, but nobody looked perfect. Yeah. Nobody looked like Gilmore Girls or, like, the OC. They were very... They were all different. They're all different, like, and the fact that, like, we had multiple races, multiple ethnicities, that looks except for the frat. Mm-hmm. They're all white boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I really liked the diversity and the fact that, like, nobody looked... Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. In doing a feminist film is you can't... I, I have such a hard time when you make a feminist film and it's like, but every female looks perfect. They're all, like, yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this was very real. Yeah, with, and with I, I casting really choices. just had to, like, pull that out. Yeah. Like, thank you, the casting director. Yeah. Like, this was such a good job. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one more freaky fact before we head into our ratings and oh. badass bitch moments. Um, but since this is, this was kind of a camp-tastic horror movie mm-hmm, with... Sure. Bombastic. Bombastic. It's um, my word. I like it. Um, what do you guys think the body count was? Oh, Okay. 25? Well, are we counting all the guys that burned up? Holy shit! Are we counting all the frat guys that burned at the end? Because twenty-five. That was an arbitrary number for you to pick. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> arbitrary. My gut knows. Twenty-five. Ding. My so, horror senses. Like, <laughs> so it was. So hold on. Freaky fact. Okay. The body count was twenty-five plus. So you because were close. Question. To, yeah. So it's Lindsay, Fran, mm-hmm. Jess, Nate, Marty. The campus security guard. Yeah. At least five hooded killers that were on screen. Mm-hmm. Helena's professor, uh, Professor Gelson, that was Carrie Ellis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Helena, Professor Gelson, Brian, Phil, and at least 10 to 12 frat brothers. Jeez, yeah. I feel like that's a high body count. Mm-hmm. 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 I didn't think about it. That's a fucking high-ass body count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're going to go through our bad-ass bitch moments. So this is, um, for Allie, this is kind of something that we would do, um, that we do with all our movies, like, what moment in this film kind of made you feel like this is a badass bitch moment for either that character or, like, me, like, I felt empowered by this moment in the film? Yes, it's okay. your moment. Let me think about it. Okay. <laughs> you want to go for it, Ashy? Um, sure, I'll go for mine. Mine, I think, would probably be the up on the housetop scene. I love that. Um, yeah. where she, like, at, you know, she basically, at that point, is confronting 
her rapist for the first time. Yeah. You know, she's like, you fucking did this. It happened. I'm letting everybody know. You yeah. Need, the world needs to know what happened to me. I'm done being quiet about it. Yeah. And I felt like that was very empowering. I think mine was probably, I don't know if you're going to say the same one, so I apologize if I do. We might. At the end when he pinned her down and she flipped him. Oh. Brian, no, it's actually not mine. Oh, when, when it was like the going back and forth yeah. between mm-hmm. her rape scene and between yeah. how he had her pinned and she just got the adrenaline and just like literally pinned him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my kind of like, she was kind of like changing the The, the power dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, I thought that was pretty badass. <laughs> uh, mine is actually when uh, the sorority girls come in because. Uh, Armed and ready. Armed and ready because it it, it's, it's, it's a slasher trope. They're hiding in the house. They're hiding from the killers. They're running away from the killers. And in this scene, they take the fight to them. You messed mm-hmm. with the wrong sisters. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like that because such, for me, is such a powerful moment of, like, women in horror films, we're, we're situational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're stuck in a house and we have to improvise. Or a serial killer is coming after us and we have to fight back. This is a cognitive choice mm-hmm. to arm yourselves and go... Walk right back into and it. And <laughs> walk right into where mm-hmm. everybody's trying to kill you. Yep. Yeah, And I that agree. was such a powerful scene I for agree. me because it's... You don't see that. Yeah. yeah. You see the guys doing it, you know, you see all that stuff, but you never see the women yeah. going in as a team and as a force. Yeah, being like, and like banding together. Banding together and being like, we're going to take you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On your home turf, we're done running. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So that that was, and I feel like that, that scene also just resonated with me so much of, in films like Bombshell that's coming out, that's mm-hmm. about, uh, the Fox News scandal. Yeah, the Fox yeah. News scandal. Oh, that's about it. I literally I saw some posters on it on the way here today. Oh, like, yeah, it's that. about that. It's, it's about all these women that were like reporters coming together and being like, if any one of us comes out against sexual allegations, we're just going to get fired. Mm-hmm. But all of us band together yeah. and find every woman who's been sexually harassed, sexually assaulted, they cannot take us all down. Hmm. And I feel like that's such a big thing that's happening is women are no longer running. We're confronting. Yeah. We're taking the problems. And we're finally, for the first time in forever, we have that power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, like, that's going back to, like, my scene. That's kind of why I really liked that scene, mm-hmm. too, was because it was it was her just saying, you know what? That's it. I'm not going to be quiet anymore. Like, with the whole, me, you know, mm-hmm. the hashtag Me Too moment. Like, finally women are saying, I was assaulted. I, this happened to me. The world needs to know. He needs, you know, he needs to be behind bars. He needs bars. to be punished, yeah. He needs to be punished for what he did. Like, I this is not agree. okay. I completely agree. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ashy, from one to five, what is your score? I think I'm going to give it a four. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I really liked the film. It was fun. Uh, and I felt that it definitely fit with what we're trying to do on this podcast. Yeah. Like, it was definitely a very feministic girl power film, and I I actually really enjoyed it. And I liked the fact that it had different minorities in in casting. You didn't just have, like, all white girls versus white boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A black woman, you had, um, Asian, Asian, Hispanic, Hispanic, all kinds of different ethnicities and uh, races. Mm -hmm. What about you, Al? I think I would give it I think I would give it, like, a 3.5. Okay. And I say that because I I wouldn't, I would have probably, honestly, I'm kind of glad we delved so deeply into it because it made me appreciate it more. Because mm-hmm. I think my initial thing, I would kind of written it off as, like, I, don't, I didn't think it was, like, the best writing, like, dialogue-wise. There were yeah. some moments that mm-hmm. I found myself be like, really? That's yeah. what I we're doing here? Like, that happened enough that I was kind of like, this is eh. not the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. But 
I think what made it like a good movie for me, not yeah. like a great movie, but a good movie was the overarching themes. Mm-hmm. Over, you know what I mean? Like that's really what made it more impactful. So I would definitely like recommend, you know, people yeah. to see, especially women see yeah. it, it, get like that powerful. surge of like, yeah, women rock, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was fun. It yeah. wasn't like the greatest, you know, slasher I've ever seen, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Ash. I'm going to give it a four. I, I loved it. It was great. I love the overarching theme. Um, I, I just can't get past Goose Statue. Like, I want to give it a higher <laughs> yeah. score. I want to be like a 4.5. I love this. It's so yeah. good. Minorities, feminism, me too, Goose Statue. Yeah. <laughs> the whole supernatural thing. Yeah, the one I thing, feel like we could have done without It would have been just as effective thing. without it, right? Yeah, I feel like it would have been better without it. Yeah. yeah. If it was, if it honestly, you found out the end, like, it was chocolate syrup. <laughs> it was placebo effect the whole yeah. time. That's what, like, that's what I was trying to like. That's what I was trying to go for. Like, sorry to say earlier, it was like it would have been better if it was literally like this is just a placebo effect. Like they ingrained it in their pledges' heads of like, yeah, you you know you need to avenge this threat. Yes, yeah, we've I, been I, accused for so much. You need to avenge us. Yeah, yeah, I would have been so much happier if it was just a placebo effect or it was just these guys. We believe this, so we're doing this. Yeah, <laughs> we believe it. Like we we are. God's, we are man's children, we are the sons of Adam, we will take down Lilith. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. more, like, conscription, like, ideology. Yeah. I would have liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. It just, I can't get past Goose Statue. <laughs> it yeah. really exploded into goo. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't get past it. <laughs> um, I want to thank Allie so much for being on this podcast. Um, Thanks, I, this is a blast. Thanks for letting me in on it, you guys. <laughs> we had so much fun. Uh, we adore her. She's amazing. Um, I, I'm terrible at the name of Instagrams, but Allie, besides being a horror geek and an adorable person, uh, does writing. You do calligraphy. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did uh, calligraphy for both of uh, our weddings. Both of our weddings. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's the name of your Instagram? Uh, it's at Toby Rose Designs. So if you want to see some pretty writing and fun Beautiful stuff, cards. and that include pictures, from and both she of these also two might stuff. be designing our new logo. So it is a possibility. Yeah. So check that out. Yeah. But check out Allie's stuff. It's beautiful. Thank it's you. always a good gift around this Christmas <laughs> yes. time. Yes. Thanks, y'all. Little love notes and fancy writing. Mm-hmm. They're also recently my agents. That's why they're promoting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the promotion. We also get 50%. So, <laughs> so buy her shit. But yeah, um, yeah, this is a blast. I would also like to thank you, Allie, for being on the podcast. It's Thanks been a lot of fun. And anytime, seriously. Anytime you guys want to geek yeah, out. It really about, was. It yeah. Was a fun girls in night. so many ways, right? Yeah. It was yeah. perfect for girls day. Like the feminist <laughs> girls. Woo. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you guys can always follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, please check out our Patreon. We want to give you guys more awesome content. We want to be able to provide you guys with awesome things. And in order for us to do that, we would like some of your help. Yes. Uh, nobody podcast alone, as John from Creepy always says. John, hashtag, you are my love hero. <laughs> um, he hears that like every yeah. week on this podcast. Uh, any money you guys spend, we use towards better equipment, better mic, better time, uh, seeing these films, renting these films. And also, uh, the more Patreon subscribers have, the more we get to involve you guys with polls to pick out mm-hmm. films behind-the-scene videos, and live Q&As. Yeah. So anything you guys give us, trust me, we will return tenfold. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, uh, John always says um, that podcasting is a community. Yes, just no like one podcasts alone. Yeah, no one podcasts alone. So We have we've, our shout-out. Yes, we've been um, doing shout-outs to different podcasts 
uh, very recently in each of our episodes. So this week... Who's our new victim? Fist. Which Finger Podcast, which is an award-winning podcast. Woo-woo! Congrats, ladies. (laughs) They are described as three witches who drink, talk, live, and breathe horror. So another awesome feminist podcast... (laughs) Of that, spooky bitches. Of spooky bitches that love to drink and talk about their love for horror. So, yes, please check out Witch Slancha. <laughs> Salute. All right. Uh, and as always. Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. See y'all next week. Oh, I guess we didn't mention. Uh, next week our episode will be coming out on Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas to you guys. We will be talking about the most famous Christmas story of all. Christmas Carol! And she involves like five ghosts. Yeah. It's creepy. It's, it's weird. It's creepy. It's weird. There are many different versions of it. There are many different versions of the ghosts. And we'll discuss all of them. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you all next week. Have a happy holidays, and we'll talk to you then.